Ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Son of a gun. Matt Hayes. His balls are different in person. Mia O'Brien. I don't know what they're doing. And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. On a Monday, beginning of a brand new work week. The work isn't always what you're looking for, but it's a brand new week. You got lots to look forward to. Gorgeous weather. Uh, all you know, like I'm on bended knee, a little rosary, a little novena, a little preach to the padre. Keep this weather rolling next week for the players because it is outstanding right now. That's we're for sure. We're looking so good so far. Ten day forecast, yeah. Josie. I, mean, I, I don't want to say it, but we're looking at practice rounds it's, next week. 79, 84. So like, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Sunny as can be. And everyone wants to have that weather, especially after what we had last year. So I'm not even going to talk about that. But gorgeous weather. Great to finish to the tournament yesterday. Uh, Bulldog almost got sideways. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but we've got Combine. And we got guys that are going to go out there and perform. And Anthony Richardson probably going to take one of the center spotlights when it comes to the combine. So we will definitely dig in that into that today. But the news of the Jaguars, you just heard Taylor Dahl's update with the restructuring. The This is something that, Leon, <laughs> you predicted. You mm-hmm. said, look, uh, if they can get some upfront money, make them happy, renegotiate contracts, and that will take place a lot leading up to free agency, get this team back under the cap and maybe go out and get somebody else. It's well, happening. Well, here's the thing. It, it, a lot of their success this year is going to be contributed to the core of their team. Mm-hmm. And when you sign a guy like Roy Robinson Harris, who had an outstanding year towards the end especially, I mean, he was very disruptive at the defensive tackle position. I mean, get, getting penetration tackles for loss, hits on quarterback. And I remember that game against Lee when we came and beat the Charger. I remember Brinson Buckner being on the sideline. They had a film, mm-hmm. and Brinson Buckner was banging him on the chest, saying, hey, man, you're the reason why you kept these guys going Love when him, we were man. down. So, I mean, that kind of stuff, when you get in that meeting room with the coaches and you say, what's the core of this team that we need, absolutely need to get and keep, I'm sure that Brinson Buckner, and I know him very well, right. and say, hey, you got to keep this guy. You've got so, to keep this guy long term because he affects the interior of this D-line moving forward. All right, so the obvious question then is, where the hell was he the first 25 games of his career? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, he was a a disruptor. A mm-hmm. disruptor he was. on the defensive line the yes. last seven, eight games. Of the he season, was. Right? He was. Where was that the first 25 I don't games? know. I don't know what I mean. So how does that happen? So I'm asking you as a former player, yeah. how does a guy just turn it on like that? I don't know. Listen, I'm not over there in that locker room, so I don't know what's being said. I don't know how he's being coached, but for whatever reason, something just sparked, and this right. guy just became a disruptor. I mean, he came of a physical presence interiorly that we were missing. I mean, against the pass, against the rush, tackles for loss. More on the interior than a- outside. Absolutely. Yeah, right? more, yeah. more on the interior than the inside. I think it's just a combination of what Mike Caldwell was doing, schematically changing some things around, putting guys. Remember, guys were being asked to do different things in the second half of the year that they weren't being asked to do in the first half of the year. That includes Arden Key being moved around, Trayvon being moved around. Anyway, we saw Double RH uh, with that little piece coming out of the postseason where he absolutely showed he was a leader. And well, ready to I would play. say even around that Cowboys game is when mm-hmm. things changed for him. So we're looking at week 14, and 
oh, wait, you know what schematically changed week 14? Mm-hmm. They moved Darius Williams to the outside, and suddenly big, now you had two dependable deal. outside corners. And so that, in turn, allows you know an extra <clears throat> half second, correct me if I'm wrong, Leon, for your no. pass rush to be generated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and get this now. You, you're going to remember we do run an odd front, mm-hmm. all right? So, I mean, traditionally in the odd front, Roy Robinson-Harris would be a five. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in that odd front, he was a four and sometimes a three. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying he was actually a defensive tackle, but by, by his alignment, Right. Instead of him being a true five, they moved him up front against, you know, head up or, or slightly inside. Mm-hmm. So it was different variations of the odd front they which they moved and maneuvered him. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you, you saw him have the kind of success they had because he wasn't just naturally a true end right. on, some, on, on some of the uh, – on the run and pass play. And I, I keep throwing this other guy's name in there because I really think it is important. And I don't know – like Corey Peters, to Oh, me, he played awesome. At, at yeah. the end of the season – really started to fit in. And I just I just think it was waves of guys that were – you had enough bodies that were fresh, that could rotate in and out. And as Leon said, odd man front, even man front, different situations. And those guys were getting through their blockers and making plays. And it wasn't just one guy. It was a collection of guys. So a couple things. First and foremost, let's begin with the fact that to the point of where was Roy Robertson-Harris, mm-hmm. the first 25 games of his Jaguar career. Mm-hmm. They were very high on him in Chicago, where he came to Jacksonville from. But you have to remember, he's an undrafted free agent out of UTSA. Mm-hmm. So first of all, he's not playing at the Power 5 level. was 255 pounds in college. Changes his role, changes his body. Mm-hmm. That's where I think you're seeing it. And not to mention, as the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures has pointed out, he was hurt, or at least banged up a little bit the first half of the year. And mm-hmm. I think having Corey Peters, not that I think Foley Fadokasi, you know. He All had, of them. Yeah, he, I, I, I think he, he had maybe his peaks were a little bit earlier in the year, and then he got hurt again, and then he was mm-hmm. banged up throughout the course of the year. If those interior guys play well, that in turn, and, those, and like we said, the corners play well, yeah. that is what then allows for guys like him or guys like, I don't know, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. To start all of a sudden, a the, sack uh, a game for six straight weeks. Yeah, if if you throw him into this this uh, you know what happened at the end of the year, Darius Williams is a good call because we argue and Matt, you and I argue about does it come pressure up front or coverage in the back, and this saying, might be yeah. coverage in the back. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it might be that allows those guys to, to, they to get clearly to the covered better once Darius Williams went outside. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Once the the back issue happened with Shaq. Yeah. Then they became a different team because they were forced. Well, yeah. actually, they played like two games with Herndon I was outside, say, right? It wasn't even right, then. Right. Yeah, it, they still right. were trying to it fit the square peg month. into the circle hole. It took another month. And then they got yeah. smart. Right, yeah. and finally. That was, that was well, part of the seven-game streak. Well, man, hey, to your point now, you, the coaching staff could also have been prisoners of the moment mm-hmm. when it came to Roy Robinson-Harris. Because, the, you know, like you said, those last seven games, he was out, just a stud. Now, the first ten games, you know – the Jaguars struggled a bit, but they could have been prisoners of the moment with the last seven games where they made the run when he did when he was as disruptive as he was, and they felt like this is the type of guy we've got to keep as one of our core guys and keep him signed long term. He's, I mean, he's clearly they got him as an anchor end. Mm-hmm. He's better inside. He is. He is better inside, better man. Inside. And I, I don't know if he's got the body to hold up inside for seventeen games. He is a better player inside. Yeah. Here's the other thing too: is that by Moving to this three-year extension, mm-hmm. first of all, 
you, it's a little bit front. It's a little bit backloaded. Cap related. So it's all yeah. cap related. I mean, they could say goodbye to him for all we know next year. Bobby Wagner signed a five year deal last year. He's no longer with the team. He signed the five year yeah. deal with, and he's a set what eight time All Pro, yeah. um, or six time All Pro. Excuse me. So I don't think it's necessarily tying them to Roy Robertson Harris for the future as much as it is setting up the cap for potential other signings, mm-hmm. i.e., the Evan Ingram signing. Yeah. If they're able to get something done with Jawan Taylor, Arden Key. The, the, for me, the foyer one was more surprising because, as I've reported, I know they're having conversations with Christian Kirk, with Cam, mm-hmm. with Brandon Scherf, trying to restructure those guys' cap number. I didn't see the foyer one coming, but obviously, you know, you would think that that's huge. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't see it coming either, but just knowing that it was a, a, it was a pricey figure to begin with. And if you look at the guys that were signed in this last free agency class, a, a little expensive. And so you say, hey, you're a big part of what we did defensively, especially when we turn the corner. Let's give you some money now. Let's make sure that this minute that this works for us collectively. But this is kind of what we've been talking about. If you get to a point where you can sign, restructure, extend five to nine guys, something mm-hmm. like that, and then say goodbye to Shaq, then you've and say goodbye to Marvin. You've then you've got you've created the room. Yeah, you've created the room. So Leon, I want to ask you this because I had the conversation <clears> with a couple of um, coaches in this town, but also representatives yeah. for coaches in other towns as well. Um, when your team plays well, being rewarded with an extension, even if you know you're under contract for the next year, how much is that on the mind of a player? Um. You, you're going into you talking about going into yeah, your last you're going day, into your, your contract because Roy Robertson Harris was, was going, going into, into his, his contract, contract here. Yep, yeah. and I know in talking to some coaches, you know, even if they've got one or two years left on their deal here in Jacksonville, they said, you know, after the year they had, they would have maybe liked, and we see it especially in the college game where these college coaches, once they have a good year, they're adding years to the back end of the deal. Mm-hmm. They're giving them more job security. How much? How much is that something that maybe Roy and his family said? You know what? Like. We maybe we don't get we get more upfront money. Money I don't get a large cap number, but also in the long term, I know I'm going to be here. Hopefully, well, what well, has a lot to do with location and wherever you are. Do you enjoy be playing for the team that you're with? I mean, you you don't want to go into the last year of your contract and and have to go somewhere else, especially if you, if your, your family's comfortable mm-hmm. and you're coming off a good season. You want that long term deal. So remember, Robinson Harris, you had a, a you know good back end of the, of the season. Uh, you was disruptive. You're on a team that you feel is inspiring, that could be making some moves and playing in the playoffs and maybe winning some Super Bowls, and you want to be a part of that. And he's a big part of a lot of the defensive success, especially down the stretch. So I would absolutely want to resign. I mm-hmm. want to throw uh, one stat at you, courtesy of my good friend Pine at Jack on Twitter. Roy Robertson-Harris in three career playoff games, two quarterback hits, five tackles for loss, and one sack. <laughs> Calais Campbell, dare I say it, 15 playoff games, eight quarterback hits, zero tackles for loss, zero sacks. It, it does come down to the difference of position, who's with you, who you're helping make plays. But, yeah, acknowledge what – that's across happened. three different teams, Josie. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Arizona. That's Jacksonville. Right. The, but to be yeah. fair, yeah. one's a Hall of Famer yeah. and one's you know. No, I will be in the league for seven, eight yeah. years. I believe Calais Campbell's a Hall of Famer, but now Let's I look call at, it as it is. It's pitiful. Absolutely I look at that, pitiful. and I'm a little yeah, bit he didn't like get hurricane. He's that's pitiful. Yeah, that. And in, in other words, you got to figure out 
And what he's doing to free up other guys. Yeah, he does free up other guys. Come on, man. Y'all trying to make room for this? (laughs) He's 6'8", 295. He should have better numbers than that, bro. Come on. Fair enough. Because there was a time. That was a time, like maybe a three-year period, where he was top four in the league yes. in sacks. But postseason, yeah, listen, that's where you make. Listen, your... he, if he was here, he would say that was pitiful. He would be okay. ashamed by that yeah. because he, you know, it, listen, whether he's at the end or the defensive tackle position, mm-hmm. Calais wreaks havoc. He just hasn't done it in the playoffs, the biggest moment. And right. what I always say, playoffs is where what. Dreams are made of. That's where names are made of. Speaking of dreams dreams (laughs) that were made, there were several dreams that were made this weekend. Weren't there, boys? Mm -hmm. Several dreams came uh, true. Let's just do a that right now. There you go. Because it's appropriate. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just going to lead off, and then someone else is going to take over here. But I, I, I did not expect what happened we've got the show group thread and i see a picture and the picture immediately tells me something but i'm not quite sure i look at it, i'm like whoa and then i make an instant decision based on the picture then i see the words that follow it and it's from jj well so I'll- let's let's go all right, now, yeah, well, before, all the, before we go to J.J., what did you think when you first saw I mean, all, saw the, it? all the players we, weeped at that when I saw yeah. that. I wept. Yeah. Yeah. I wept. I all wept. the I homies did. cried. All the homies cried. I had to pour out some liquor all right. when I heard I it. didn't send any words. I don't believe so. No, but I think the thing I just is, sent a photo. I've seen, yeah. I've seen the ring before, so I knew uh, once I saw the picture. All right, picture, so say it, J.J., right. before Matt just gives it away yeah, right there. So it was a picture <laughs> of my girlfriend's hand um, with a ring on it that – I gave her earlier that day asking if she would marry me. Round of applause. And uh, she actually said yes. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> I can't Just awesome. Awesome. Yay. I, 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 I t- you know, text yes. back a, a little bit later in the thread. We're, we're watching our little JJ grow up, okay? We are because, you know, right before uh, first off, Bl- yeah. Blake is fantastic. That's we number love one. Blake. Number two, I can remember a time when the, when the quote was, Dude, she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> I remember that oh, yeah, very early in the relationship. We're yeah. about two and a half years in. Yeah. Well, I remember a time, R.I.P. R.I.P. to the sports den on 1010XL when James Coleman yeah. was trying to get J.J. to take me to checkers oh, and rallies. Trying to hook up me and J.J. back absolutely. Then. And yeah. here we are. Yeah. He lucked out. Isn't that something? He lucked out. Blake's a lot well, better than know. me. Hey, we don't know where. We don't know Blake's where Bo Valentine unlucky. is. Let's be serious. She's so unlucky to have fallen in love with me. Okay, we don't know where ba- Bo Valentine is in all of this, but right, all right. I know is when I saw the hand, I'm like, what? What, 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 what just happened? You know, and then JJ followed that with, you know, out on the beach. So tell us uh, the well, style. he's got a little Kenny G going on right now. Wait till you hear. Wait, so Joe and Matt, changing right Joe right and Matt us, haven't heard the play-by-play. Leon and I have. Yeah, so stylish JJ, proposal. JJ, take us step yeah, so by step. Yeah, so I've had the ring for a, about two or three months. So, like, I, this was happening. But I had a friend recently who told me, like, uh, dude, whatever you – and shockingly, he's a loser. He's not in a relationship and never is. But he was like, bro, you can't propose during a holiday or, like, on Valentine's Day or New Year's. That's so hack. That's so lame. And I was just like, dang, maybe he's right. So, like, I was like – Am I going to do it random? When am I going to do this? Am I going to have, like, a friend hiding somewhere to take video or a picture? I didn't know what I was going to do. I was putting this off for too long. Woke up Saturday morning. It was beautiful outside. I was just in love with my girl. And I was like, hey, baby, let's go to the beach. (laughs) Slipped it in my pocket. 
We went. I was not nervous whatsoever. I was just like, this is happening. We're doing this. So I get to the beach and I'm like, oh, I got to go pee really bad. <laughs> but I was like, I can't propose and then 10 minutes later be like, hey, baby, I got to go run to find a bathroom. And so I was I had to do it first. So we're walking on the beach, had to go into a bar, take a leak, come back out to the beach. We went on a walk. We sat down. We were I was like, when am I going to do this? You know, like when what in the conversation can I just bring up and do this at? Luckily, we were talking about life and just like our future, and it just like naturally led to it. It was perfect. And I wait, had wait, give s- the nooners. So you guys were talking like career, and what did yeah, you say? Yeah, I was just like, baby, you know, if if I had to move, if you had to move whenever, as long as I'm with you, I'm I could move wow, wherever I is, want. This is a, this wow. is a Kenny G and JJ. Yeah, and I was right like, here. you know what? As a matter of fact, stand up right now. And she still had no idea what was going on. And I pulled out the ring, and she's crying, and she's like, oh, baby, you're so crazy. I love you. And we got two ovations from the people on nice, the beach. Nice, nice. Yes. Were you on bended knee? Of course. Nice. Wow. Well I said, yes. I said well do you want to spend the rest of your life with me? She said yes. Oh, oh, I love just, it. And we're going to I will say this on the text line. Everybody's saying congrats, and there's also a couple. Don't do it, JJ. <laughs> More like, don't do it, Blake. And so uh, I was like... I'm like, you know, let's just enjoy this next two days, and then you can really start thinking about what day and where we want to have it and venues and everything. That didn't last 10 minutes. <laughs> so the second she called her mom and sister and friends, it was on. You know? Oh, yeah. So, JJ, what did I text you? You And I knew it. I was like, I'm sending this picture to our work group text. Mm-hmm. Guarantee Leon's going to say something so, hilarious because so he's been burned. Twice. And Leon's first response was, get a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would if I wasn't so poor. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah. You, you never know. I'm That's also, his advice. I'm also glad, JJ, that, I mean, Blake always, her nails are always at a, a 10 out oh, of 10. Oh, she was like, I'm so glad I got my nails done I know. recently. And I'm like. She goes, what if I wouldn't have? Well, there's a lot of guys. Check. There's a lot like, of guys. I, who cares? It's so funny what girls right. think of, man. I'm well, no, so intentionally, <laughs> intentionally, intentionally, there's a lot of guys, or gals, excuse me, or guys, yes, guys, mm-hmm. when they're proposing, they'll have the friend of the girl know and say, hey, you should really take her to get her nails oh, done. Oh, I see. This week. See, I wasn't thinking whatsoever about it. any of this. Yeah. I yes. just did it. Yeah. Listen, dude, uh, congratulations. Thank you guys you. can throw it throw it his way at 641-1010 on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures because, after all, we're talking about a lifetime right now. Well done, uh, Which is well awesome. Done. Thank you. Uh, and no one asked me when the wedding is. I've already heard it enough. I have no idea. We're thinking hopefully right before football season or right after football yep, season. Yep, yep. Mm. All right, that'll be beautiful. Not during football season. I would never do that to my friends. Yep, that means you've uh, a good egg, JJ. Yeah. Yep, you mm. made that declarative. Thank you for your service and sacrifice. Yes, exactly. Because you know, it's one thing if you get married that particular day. It's that every year that it may run counter to either. A big oh, jag the day. anniversary. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the anniversary is as in. Trust me on that. Whoa, uh, next it, level. Yeah, just as as a quick one. TLD, the lovely Diane, who I love. Um, it just so happened we get married right around the same time as Mother's Day. And so you got to double up on gifts. you got to take care of... The- All the more reason to not propose yeah. on a holiday. Yeah. Well, that's not when you get married, though. Wait, right. I, w- I want y'all's take on this. But and you this- got to take care of the bride and the mother. Right. And then mm-hmm. the players just so happen to be in May, 
and everything oh, that's that week, and it just it's like a tactical ooh. mistake by you. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually uh, I had to deal with that. This for is a actually while. very appropriate. Uh, Mazel Tov! Shout out to my childhood best friend Thomas, who welcomed his third child today. Mm-hmm, nice. But I want the four of you to respond to this. Thomas proposed now five years ago on his birthday, so he wouldn't forget the engagement. <laughs> Anniversary. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I want, I want everyone to react to that. <laughs> I already forgot my engagement anniversary. What was it? Yeah. Uh, the 25th. Yeah, you got to remember that yeah. at least every once in a while. Okay. Uh, not yeah. every year. Uh, mine, uh, we, our, ours is New Year's Eve. So, okay. So, you did, you did on the holiday. I, oh, see, I inadvertently made fun yeah. of you. I yeah. did too. But you want to know apologies. why? I, I apologize. But no, it wasn't the anniversary, just the proposal. That's what right. I'm saying. No, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. that's cliche. Yeah. Like I these, was going to do something yeah. like that, but I had a friend tell me that was lame and everything. And so, yeah, but, no, these days they, they tell you don't do it on the holiday because everybody does it okay, on the holiday. Okay, but here's the thing I would never do it on Christmas. That that That's that's the lame one. But all this is that's is, for Jesus. Yeah, it, 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 yeah all is. all this is for is for New Year's Day. Eve. It's just every once in a while you drop a little something extra in in the stocking uh, after Christmas. Okay. So and and that that's why I went down that. So route. wait, do you have to buy gifts for your for the anniversary of the day you propose? Is no, that a it's, thing? It's just Josie. Oh, okay. oh, so you're just, just like next just level lover. Every okay. once in a he while, is next level. Not <laughs> all the time. Just every once in a while. In LL, it has been said before. Yes, you, you, you're going down the right road. But all right, give uh, JJ some love. Uh, maybe wish Blake some advice. Okay? Yes, yes. Blake on how needs to, so much on how to, to handle JJ. Me. And this will not be the first uh, or only time we do that particular theme on the text. And line. luckily, we've been living together for close to a year now. So she's, she she's gotten a taste. Yeah, she knows what's coming. Yeah. And for what it's worth, as we talk about dreams being made and we get set to take our first break, there was another dream that was made last night. Mm-hmm. And that was for one Matt Hayes at Star Veterans Memorial Arena. And that was he got to experience a concert with Hayes Carlion. Yeah. Which definitely That's needs to be dream. told. The story That's of the, the embedded and shredded sweet level. That's coming up. It's XL Primetime. XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Separate ways on a Monday, not just because it is the anthem of Carver Hawkeye Arena, where two epic basketball games took place this weekend, um, but because... Drink, drink, everyone. Uh, We're going to get to them, by the way. JJ has even said he wants to talk about the Caitlin Clark buzzer beater, so you will hear that later in the program. Um, Why would you... Why would you leave? Yeah, why would you leave her open? She's the number. She's the best player in the country. I didn't say I want to talk about it. I said it'll be. I said it'll be in the best of the weekend. It will be in the best of <laughs> oh, there you the weekend. Thank you. Was. It's thank been you. Covered. Thank you, Cycles of Jacks. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, and we also appreciate the lovely Frank Frangi for giving Matt Hayes one hell and the rest of his uh, his crew. His, his music crew for giving Matt. Oh, Hayes. Wait, wait, it wasn't Frank. Frangi and it I wasn't were. Frange? We were on the the gracious end of. Uh, some friends of Terry Norvell over yes. Perkin Construction, Jeff Kendall. And That's who we need to thank for and giving you the dream experience I'll just, I'll just of a tell lifetime. You this. this song right here. So before I get into the whole Carline thing, mm. I'm going to give you the idea of what it was like going with Carline. First off, I woke up this morning, text Frangie, I will never go to another concert again without Carline. <laughs> Every concert I go to will be with Carline from here on out. <laughs> so I told him, I said, I, I looked up the set list, what they were playing, and I said, when Separate Waves was coming, I said, bro, Separate Waves is the next. He looked at me dead serious and said, I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> so here's the, here's the backstory. 
this is three months ago. And and I find out Journey's coming to, to Jacksonville. And I go to Franch. I said, bro, Journey and Toto, are you kidding me? He goes, yeah, oh, we got to go. Are you kidding me? He goes, yeah, we got to go. And I said. That's where that phrase came from. Right. So I said. <laughs> I, and I looked at him. I said, I'm not sitting in a seat. I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. not sitting in the read. I said. We gotta find a a, a uh, suite somewhere. You gotta go suite level. Same, goes, same, same, same guy that s- sleeps on the floor. You right, know, right. So yeah. eats I figured, peanut butter sandwiches. I will not if, sit the, the, seat. if yeah. the mayor of Jacksonville, yeah. Fran, you can't get a suite. Who can? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. I literally just was on him every four or five days, bro. Anything? Anything? No, no. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> so then, randomly, he goes to lunch with Terry Novell, who I do the Saturday show with on 1010XL, <laughs> our college football show, and they're having breakfast, and Terry says. Out of the blue, hey, my buddy Jeff Kendall over Berg Construction, they got, you know, they're gonna go uh the journey and they've got a he's got a suite and you interested in what you wanna go? And Terry's like, Are you kidding me? Hayes has been wearing me out for like three months about this concert. Yeah, yeah. So the gracious folks over at Berg and Construction said, Come on out. They love ten ten XL. They listen to the station all day long. So we get there and it was just a phenomenal concert from Toto to Journey and the best part. The best part is I woke up this morning and I was texting my brother some copies of the videos that I, we always taunt each other. Like he was texting me about a month ago from the Wolfgang Van Halen concert he went to. So I'm finding the video, the best one I think will taunt him. And I pull up the video, Wheel in the Sky, because he loves that song, right? Mm-hmm. So I start listening to it, make sure mm-hmm. everything's okay. And I hear in the background one Hayes car line. And it is about as epic as you can get. JJ, you got it? It's hard to hear, but he's screaming. He's screaming. Okay, you're ready. So, when the song hits, he goes, "Play it if you dare." So, so Neil Shaw on the guitar as journey finishes his guitar solo, and he's wrapping it up. And the first few chords of "Wheel in the Sky" happens, and Caroline screams, "Play it if you dare!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great. He was so good, man. It was. It was a great night. I was telling Leon, I said at one point, Leon, because I know he would have loved it too. It's, we had like 11 men, like locked in arms, singing uh, Love and Touch and Squeezing. It was 11 fantastic. dudes, Love fantastic. and Touch and Squeezing. And you know what? Yeah. We were all fine with that. We were secure in our We were secure in our manlyhood where we no, could do that, I, man. I, I, I wouldn't know. Uh, Bro, you'd have been the same. I'm telling you right now, you'd have been the same thing. My street cred. <laughs> well, you know what? You'd have just been with us. It would have been different. I would not have been here, right? I would not have broken up yes, that moment. Yes, you would have, too. Yeah, I would not have broken up. No, I'm saying I, yeah. would have, I would have been right there. Yes, in, in not the only that, that, earlier with Toto, yeah. same thing. We nah, were all blessing Africa. Yes. Yeah, I, now, see. Okay. We're all blessing the rains in Africa. No. no. I, 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 yes, you would have. I'd yes, you would have. I know you. Yes, you would have. I would have done it during Journey. I, I would have you know, canned another Bud Light in the middle of Toto. No, you Come wouldn't. on. No way. Uh, we're trying to get <laughs> cheap trick on before they play come it. Out. If you dare, he yeah. says, Jojo. It's just beautiful. That's just. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just good. You know, good, it's always good. the guys you least expect. Oh, like, if true. you just see Hayes. Carline, right. he's right. not exactly the guy you would expect at the concert to be wiling out. Yeah, exactly. But he is. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. a side of Hayes that we don't that we don't completely know about. Aggression. It's the lion. Yeah, in Hayes Carline. So anyway, many <laughs> many thanks to Jeff yeah. Kendall and the boys over at yeah. Working Construction who are avid listeners and they work with they do a lot of work with the Jags by the way. Yeah, with the, that's good. That's good. New, that's uh, awesome. New facility there. And All he right. was telling me by the way the new facility mm-hmm. is unbelievable mm-hmm. over there. That's what they needed. That's what they gonna wanted. Be, it's going to be more than just a football thing. 
Like they will have if there's big meetings from the city or something, oh, they yeah. can do them. And- yeah, it's a it's it's a performance center. It's where you can go and get everything, not just work out, but the nutrition, all the other stuff, rehab, right, all the right. other stuff. And then it's football offices inside there, which you would think would pave the way for what you're talking about. And so, yeah, that is the beginning of what it's going to take to get the new stadium done. And that's the next big shooter drop. And that revelation popped in my head going all the way back to when the Lot J proposal didn't make it through the city council. It failed. And I'm thinking, okay, this may be exactly what they wanted all along is that stadium's going to come first, then everything's going to come around it. And so Performance Center first, stadium, and then all that stuff that's going to happen around the stadium. All right, let's talk Combine here just for a second because it's really going to be the talk. And, Leon, it's not – we are not going to get a ton out of this, but the names we've been talking about for a while, particularly the quarterback position, this is our first glimpse – this is when people start to fall in love in the offseason combine eyes with Anthony Richardson. He's going to throw. The, he said he's going to do everything that they want him to do uh, this week at the combine. Well, you, the, the combine is going to be the, the, the first time that, that college football players are going to be interviewed by NFL, and not only mentally, physically, uh, and socially, you know, because now there's social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be this, – this is going to all be about business, and I'm sure the agent is talking – to their players, they they got them with the right tri- nutritionist. They got them with the right trainer. They on the grease board. They are watching the film. This is a, a business trip. These guys are going to make their mark. It's going to determine what teams they go to, what kind of money they make, and it's going to be and it's going to be some discrepancy from the first and the second round. So a lot of these guys, because it's going to be what three hundred players that are invited mm-hmm. to the combine every year. Top three hundred players are invited to the combine. There's three hundred picks, almost about three hundred picks. Mm-hmm. So. Not, there's no, there's no wiggle room for the, no mistakes. Right. This is very important. I mean, because you, you slip up at the combine, then you've got your pro day maybe that you can mess up. But first impressions are lasting impressions. So it's very important that guys come out at the combine on TV, televised, and do a studying. They've got to be, they've got to impress. They've got mm-hmm. to overwhelm. Not everybody. You know, there's a select few that have already done their due diligence during the season. And don't have to well, – here, someone like Anthony Richardson, he, he's got to go blow it away. He's, yeah, here, he's the talk of the combine right now. Everybody's – They want to see they it. They want to see it. Yeah. And, if he, and if, he, if he goes there and he does everything as advertised, mm-hmm. this kid could be top five. That's it's crazy saying. to think of it. It's so funny. Top five to fourth round. I mean, that's, that's where people – I mean, he's all over the map. But uh, just going off of what you said, Anthony Richardson's got to prove something. Okay, because right now there is, uh, even though they love the measurables, there are doubters galore, and so he's going to do everything. It may, it may vault him into that you know conversation at the top. It may wreck him. Who knows? But Bryce Young is a guy, Matty, that has the luxury of having a resume. Okay, a Heisman, uh, playing for championships. He has a resume. He also had that AC joint that acted up towards right. the end of the year. He played. But he's gonna not. He's gonna choose he's, not. He's to not throw, throwing. Yeah. Which and he says it has nothing to do with the AC joint. But he has the luxury of not having to do some of the things the other guys will have to do. He's. I. I think. I mean, throwing is gonna will be big for for Anthony Richardson, no doubt. I actually think the biggest thing there, he's gonna run fast. He's gonna lift weights. He's oh, gonna do two twenty five. I don't know how many times. Twenty five, twenty six times. No way. Maybe more. He will, dude. No way he dude, does it. He. I'm telling Bryce you right now. Bryce Young, who's a hundred. No, not Bryce Young. Oh, who you talking Anthony about? Richardson. Oh my God. <laughs> how many times? Not Bryce Young. No, no, no. no, no. I misheard. I misheard. No, I gotta stay there. How many times will Anthony Richardson push up two twenty five? Oh yeah, I bet twenty five times. I thought you were saying Bryce Young was gonna do twenty five times. That one eighty. 
No, I'm picturing. Uh, yeah. No, he might do it. I'm twice. picturing. I'm, I'm picturing so, McLo- McLovin like trying oh, to pump go. some iron right now. <laughs> so anyway, my point is, he's going to crush all that. Yeah. The, what's going to help him more than anything is the grease board. Yeah, yeah. When he gets on the grease board and he talks to them and he explains what he's seeing, where he should go with the throw, yeah. what he should do with protections. Or it's if gonna, he nails that, yeah. Then you, these guys are all going to start to think, all right, he can do this. He understands the concepts of the passing game. He understands what happens when you're going through progressions and what you know what defenses are giving you. Why did it not play out on the field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of those guys will say maybe he was coached poorly. Yeah, it, it or it backfires if he doesn't do well on the grease board. I'm just telling you right, from, right. from from way back when. This is pre Billy Napier, and this is someone who played at a high level that firmly believes Anthony Richardson struggles to read defenses. Firmly believes, right. it, and I believe him. Uh, and so we're going to find out where that goes because he certainly can convince a lot of people a lot of things in shorts in a in, in a in a workout gear. He's got to convince them beyond that if he if he is chosen high that he can that's do what, it I mean, in a life. That's setting. what did it for Mac for Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac doesn't have the strongest arm, right? Yeah, he, he had high aptitude. Rushed the grease board. Yeah. Yeah. Crushed it, and yeah. they and everybody fell in love with him. Yeah. Are you surprised Will Levis, C.J. Stroud will throw at the combine later this week, Matt? I, no, because they, they, they both have great arms, and I don't think it doesn't bother them. Yeah, they, I, I mean they want to show their arm strength. I, I think C.J. Stroud is there at the top. I don't think much is going to come his way where he's going to get knocked for anything. I don't think Will Levis. Eh, we'll find out. Well, if you're at the combine, I mean you want to play to your strengths. If you've got a good arm, or you're fast and you're mobile, and you you got fast twitch with your hips and your ankle, all that kind of stuff, then you want to do the drills. You want to impress and see, I've got good lateral move. i got good uh, head-on speed. Right, I, I don't go, care who's running the route. Exactly. Right. exactly. So, right. Well, there there are more guys that are throwing now than, than mm. you know, if you think about it, yeah. you go back over the, well, I don't even know, maybe the last five, six, seven years, it seems like guys that before that said, uh, I'm coming in, I'm weighing, I'm meeting, and then I'm leaving. Uh, now they're throwing, and I, I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Jalen Carter also will not be on the field for workouts at the Combine, obviously a projected top five pick. And then Tyree Wilson, the Texas Tech edge, who actually is coming back from a fractured foot, so he won't be on the field for anything. He just started ramping up two weeks ago. And and that's the interesting part for me, and that's where, you know, like Taylor Dahl can attest as I was doing some draft prep for all the various content we'll be pushing out on the 1010XL channels last week. Mm -hmm. I was getting so frustrated because, let's be real, those two and Will Anderson, whether they perform on the field at the Combine or not, they're going in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Unless there's eight quarterbacks that go, all three of those guys are going in the top 10. But then when you look at the edge rusher, the outside linebacker, defensive line after them, I was struggling to find anybody. And mm-hmm. even then, I mean, Tyree Wilson's coming off of a fractured foot. Like, mm-hmm. that that's a pretty serious injury, I would think, Leon, for, a, for an edge rusher. So it was. That's what's going to be so fascinating for fascinating for me as we look at what we're what we're watching for this week, who we're looking for, who are some prospects we're looking at, because a lot of these guys may not be on the field or they may not be a hundred percent. Yeah, well, if you're not a hundred percent, don't do the drills. I, I listen. I, I was one. I was a guy who wasn't completely. I was supposed to do the bench press. All right, so I'm I'm at the bench press, and there's a uh, uh, there's a Samoan guy that was in front of me from Washington. Right, he threw it up 39 times. I knew I wasn't gonna do nowhere close to that, and I had fractured my thumb. He was right in front of you. He was about like three guys in front of me. Right, everybody was in awe when he you walked. You immediately off. said. I immediately said, okay. I, ain't my, doing it. I looked at my thumb and I said, hmm, twinging a little bit. I don't know. If I, <laughs> I don't know if I need to go ahead and do this bench press. So when you, when you don't do a drill, <laughs> when you don't do a drill back in the day. 
you know, you had to stand in front of all the players, I mean, all the coaches, NFL coaches, and tell them why you're not doing the drill. So I, I told the guy, I said, I'm not doing the bench crash. You know, I re-injured my, my thumb. I lied, but I was making a business decision, all right? Yeah. I lied. I said, well, I re-injured my thumb trying to do the bench press, so I'll do it during my pro day, right? Right. So I had to say it in front of all the scouts and the coaches and stuff like that. So immediately when I walked off the stage, immediately it was right off the stage, who do I see? I see Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, who recruited me to the University of Miami, and he looked at me and he said, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> he knew me. He knew uh, me. He yeah. knew me. So, and, and if, that, uh, so, if, so if you got anything that's ailing you, if you're not 100%, mm-hmm. I wouldn't risk it at the pro. Yeah, I wouldn't no risk reason. it at the combine. Yeah, no reason. Just, just rehab some more, and then when your pro day comes around mm-hmm. in another month or so, then you showcase your talent. Because yeah. you're shine, familiar shine. area, you're yeah. comfortable with everything, your right. surroundings and stuff. And it's all scripted by you yes, as opposed yes. to by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm 100% on that. It makes all the sense in the world. And there will be a few of those guys that will make those decisions, and they are. They're long-term financial decisions. It's your professional future that you're talking about. And if you can uh, not not create the narrative but manage the narrative, you're going to do that. I mean, exactly the combine's almost become wide receivers versus corners and then second, third, fourth round offensive lineman versus defensive lineman. That's pretty much what it is. Because of the elite guys just aren't doing anything. They just don't want to do it. They don't want to hurt themselves. It's there for the interviews. Yeah, and the interview sessions. Yeah, so and the those, those, yeah those are big as far as what's going to happen. Uh, speaking of interviews, there will be people that will try and help uh, interview JJ uh, for his wedding coming up. Uh, <laughs> off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. What were you thinking, JJ? Marriage? Family? Man-made prisons? You're doing time. You wake up in the morning, she's there. You go to bed at night, she's there. It's like you have to ask permission to use the bathroom. He might have borrowed that from everybody who loves Raymond there at the end. But there's at least some that are just they're just trying to head there's it some off truth the to that yeah there's some truth to that, that but to me i was like up. i gotta grow up i gotta i gotta be a man no, i gotta have some kids and to i gotta get this up. rolling who says you have to grow up Jay? i'm getting old bro hey, i gotta know, start cranking 30, out these kids man 35 oh yeah i'll do jj i love the fact that he wants I'm, to crank out kids i'm 32 on saturday actually yeah that's or 33 i already forgot i'm 33 let me just tell you the first kid you have we're gonna spoil the hell out of that kid okay well he's coming get ready for it i'm thinking nine months after the wedding Matt, did you read the one? Did you read the one on air that you read to us in the break? Uh, congrats, JJ. I've been married 27 years. Did you get that oh, one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I've been married 27 years. He goes, but when I first got engaged, the ladies at my credit union were asking me about it, saying they were happy for me. There was a guy in the line next to me. He looked at me and and he says, "You getting married?" I said, "Yes." He said, "I didn't know what happiness was until I got married." Yeah. And by then, it was too late. <laughs> so there you Genius. go. All right. We'll have some more for JJ. Yeah. You definitely can. But yeah, a lot of people showing love. I appreciate Which that. Which is nice. Even Trent Falky. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't yeah. get back to your text, I, I will later. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah. He had to come into work. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. be answering all your texts. Yes. <laughs> Apologies. But I do see them. Thank you. All right. Um, just with the combine, let's just stay there just for a second because, you know, there are a bunch of SEC players. If you take a look at the first round mocks, there's a ton of them out there. It is, it's routine now that we're seeing about, I don't know, a third to maybe even a half of the prospects that are in, say, the first 40, 45 picks are coming out of the SEC. And there's, it's littered with them once again. We mentioned Jalen Carter. He's not really going to do anything. Will Anderson, all these other guys that are at the top. Harry Wilson that we were bringing up earlier. There are so many good ones. And Jacksonville's going to be in the back half of the draft. First time, long time. Uh, they haven't picked in the 20s since they selected Taven Bryan, an SEC player. And, and that was their first first-round pick because they definitely have had Caleb on Chase on in the 20s. 
They've had Travis Etienne in the 20s. They traded up to get Devin Lloyd in the 20s. So we'll see what they can do with it. But they only have one go around this time. They don't have the luxury of multiple first-round picks or trading up. Not a SEC player, an ACC player. There's been some people, and I want Matt's take on this. I want to bring up this prospect in particular because I know Matt is very familiar with him, and I think he's a name that's going to get floated a lot knowing that this is not a particularly deep defensive line edge class. Brian Barisi out of Clemson. When I say that name, if he's there at 24, and I just saw our good friend John Shipley just posted a mock draft, and he picked Camps, or excuse me, he picked Brian Branch over Barisi at 24 in his latest mock draft. Mm-hmm. But when I say that name, there are some folks who have said to me, "Oh, well, he could be Taven Bryan 2.0, number one high school prospect in the country. Did he underperform at Clemson?" There's also the notion of he lost his sister to cancer, his 15-year-old sister. He missed some time for that. He put on a ton of weight. He played multiple positions. So that's a name that I look at in 24, and maybe maybe not an SEC name, but I'm very curious Mm -hmm. to see how he tests. And knowing, again, the PTSD of the last time the Jaguars picked in the back half of the NFL draft, we know what happened. Well, Brzee is is nothing like Taven. So that's number one. Number two, he had an ACL injury. That's probably going to be the biggest question about him. Mm -hmm. Um, When he's healthy, he's a beast, like a beast. And not just a disruptor in the run game. Mm -hmm. He is one of those rare – Run stuffer slash pass rusher guys on the interior. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 Brise falls all the way to what twenty four, wow, that's tempting. There's that's a lot of people very, saying very it's going to happen because there's going to be not just a run on quarterbacks, but this run on corners. Well, I, I like the positional thought because it's what we're talking about crashing the boards. I mean, he's six five, he's like three twenty. He's a big dude crashing who can the run. boards inside. Even though we just talked about what Roy Robertson Harris was able to do when he moved off the edge interiorly and. We've seen other guys, Corey Peters, heck, even go back early in the season. Gostas, as a smaller guy, was able to go in there and do stuff. And Foley, and, you know, all those guys. But they did not collapse the pocket enough. They did not do enough interiorly as a defensive front to give their rush-ins a chance to get to the quarterback. At least for my money, they didn't. And so those guys make some sense if it's, if it's 24th in the, in the draft. Man, now they, he falls all the way to twenty four. But they can't. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then, so then you're saying that would be value. But they can't go oh, wishing and yeah. hoping. They can't go wishing and hoping with a guy that might have a little bit of a question. Not saying it's correct or not. Uh, commitment off, you know, off the field or injury. They don't have. The I don't think luxury. the commitment was ever the question. I think it's yeah. the injury. It's the yeah. knee. Yeah. It's the knee. He put on weight after the knee, but he got back in shape and played really well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then his sister passed away, and that I mean yeah. that affected him. Right, that's significant. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not, not certainly not just missing that, but but for for this team, they need to make sure they do every bit of their homework, and it's top to bottom, right? The I mean, difference is Taven mm-hmm. Bryan didn't make plays at Florida. This guy made plays every time he was on the field at Clemson. Yeah, yeah. So that's and, the difference. And, and and heck, you can go back and at least look at the battery of players that have come from that front for Clemson in recent history. Uh, now, Christian. Is it Christian Watson? Definitely. No, Watkins is at Watkins. In, he's in uh he's Miami. In Miami. Cleveland, Watkins, Cleveland, Dexter Cleveland Lawrence, Farrell is the one. Guys. Cleveland Farrell got taken the fourth overall. Mark. Yeah. But Watkins definitely has made plays. And remember, they had a bunch of those guys. Lawrence definitely has made his share of plays, too. Yeah. And so those it are the guys. It took a little bit, though, for him with the mm-hmm. Giants. Mm-hmm. It took Dexter Lawrence a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay, you might be right about that, but he did pop. Um, this past year was yeah. an all-pro. Yeah, exactly. It took a little bit of time, though. Yeah. I mean, Miles Murphy's probably a top-five pick this year. He's in Clemson. He yeah, big dude. Yeah, uh, and and look for for that side of the ball. You're gonna wish people to fall. Why not have him fall too? Yeah, for that side of the ball, 
they have done well over the years. Now, they don't have any more Brett Venables that they have to bring that level of talent to Clemson. He's now a year removed, and now he's the Oklahoma head coach, and we'll see if they can keep doing that. Uh, you can hit the text line design by lifetime and closes at 641-1010. Jump in on some of those combine thoughts and some of the Jack's thoughts. As and, of course, some of the go. marriage advice for JJ, which, we again, like Joe said, mm-hmm. this is not going to be the last time oh, no. that we no. ask for this life advice. I'm trying to find the one from Bush Drive Rich because, JJ, it truly was. I know you responded. Here it was. It's fantastic. He says, congratulations on the proposal and the lucky lady. Keep courting your bride and it won't ever go flat. Me and my bride set our vows on a day that only shows up every four years. We're Smart. dating in between anniversaries. I guarantee whatever date your bride picks will be memorable enough. That's Very beautiful. Nice. That's, That's so a beautiful. happy man. Right I there. love that. Another Which happy one? man, Trent Balky, who called in, and we will have his uh, thoughts on the marriage proposal when we come back from break. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. A little pop off. If you want to wish JJ, so good. yeah. If you want to wish JJ, uh, <laughs> congratulations on the engagement or any advice. Uh, the pop off line is always available to you, uh, and so you can definitely hit that, uh, and we would love to hear it. Um, it it's I, look, my my go to line: uh, marriage is a fine institution, but who wants to live in an institution the rest of your life? Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean it a hundred percent, but you know, you're going to get some of those. They're going to they're going to come your way. It's 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 unavoidable. But look, we're we're stoked for you. And Blake may not know the the man that she made uh, that she's getting. She now. really doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't know how lucky she is because. She met me like a week after I stopped smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like she doesn't even wow. know who the real me is. Yeah. Almost she like, doesn't know about checkers and rallies. Yeah, and- like uh, you know, terrible date nights and smoking cigs all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Cigs. yeah, smelling so- like an ashtray. Yeah. I hope You're there's so much some. Uh, now. I hope there's some sports den OGs out there listening yeah. to oh, this because know. this is a Absolutely. monumental. There was day. a guy that just texted and he said the story arc of JJ deserves like a New York Times bestselling novel. The one beautiful thing about <laughs> the fact that she doesn't know that guy is that you made the change. She didn't make the change. That's true. Okay, that's huge. That's true. Uh, that was uh, an internal decision, not an external force making you that's make true. that change. So I don't like – now every time I see someone smoking a cigarette, I don't, like, hate her for it. Like, yeah. when I see them having fun and, you know, because I quit on my own. Yeah. So take uh, – And yeah. now you run three miles a day. Absolutely. I'm on day one of Project Skinny Groom. He's got, I was just going to say he's getting ready to have those kids. Yeah. He's ready to do. <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. All right. It is XL Primetime. Now, listen, we, we'll just say it real quick. If you do want to give him a shout, 207-7071. You can hit the pop-off line, advice, whatever it might be. But the the you know monumental moments will definitely uh, put the pop-off line out there. 207-7071. And, of course, you can hit the text line, Design by Lifetime and Closures, if you would like to text JJ your well wishes at 641-1010 as well. We got Trent Balky's well wishes for JJ as well as uh, some basketball talk. I yep. know Leon's Canes. Oh, baby, we see you on the text line brought to you by Lifetime oh, and Closures. Oh, what a shot. Looking to pour some salt in the wound. We'll do that and a whole lot more coming up next on a Monday edition of XL Primetime. This is Trent Balky. Just wanted to say congratulations to JJ. I knew Blake would make somebody happy. I mean, he's 6'5", 230, runs a 4'5", 40, and the only thing bigger than his arm is his heart. So congratulations. All he's got to work on it is that release, and I think he'll get another chance. Probably not as a starter, but definitely a backup. Congrats again. 
This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. That, uh, honestly, Trent Balky, we really we love the fact you're our number one nooner. That's, that's first off. You listen to the show all the time, and you never take your head out of your work, and you're constantly evaluating breaking down film. Now, he paired up Blake and JJ. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I no, t- no, totally no. get If I wasn't wearing Blake Bortles, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and, and you know, he, he, he might have a prenup for you when it was all said and yeah. done. I have no idea. But uh, thank you. Trent. You could go back to ripping cigs too. Yeah. yeah. Speaking That's of cigs, true. shout you, out to uh, 5553. He says, JJ runs three miles now, but Blake doesn't know how he used to run back in the day. And boys, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you got to go look at this picture. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some guy oh, on yeah. a treadmill outside with a bush it's light a, in hand a and a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Listen, it, takes, it takes energy to uh, abuse the body and try and prepare the body for the next abuse. It's not easy. To do that, that's for sure. Look, uh, you know, Leon, when you when you have that, you know, a little bit of that lifestyle, that's why you work out so you can go back out and and, and have fun. Is, am, am I accurate there? Oh well, you, you you've got to, <laughs> you got to you got to keep your body, you've got to acclimate your body for the nightlife. Yeah, you for, know, for, that's for the, why I work out so yeah, much for the next event. Yes, exactly right. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, we mentioned that spring football is going to be cranking in a lot of different places, and we were talking about the combine and all these guys getting ready to turn the heads of GMs and coaches and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a ton of activity and changes in the college uh, football world, and these spring practices are going to be hurled at us in a hurry uh, with all of them coming up. We're a couple days away, a day away uh, from March 1st, and it all starts to happen then. And, Matt, you'll have, you'll have a ton of these teams that will get the work in earlier than later. You know, Florida and Florida State, Miami, they'll have spring games coming up in April, but a ton of them will – be on the field within days yeah. of getting out there and getting after it. I mean, to me, the most intriguing one has got to be Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Jimbo found a quarterback last year in the last month of the season. Connor Wigman's a good quarterback. He's going to be he, he an was, NFL quarterback. He, was, he looked like he was a pretty good player. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. So now Jimbo gives up the offense, gives up play calling, gives up quarterback coach coaching, and gives it to Bob Petrino, mm-hmm. the nomad. Yeah. The – he can call plays. The guy who he he can call plays. He can coach quarterbacks, but he also everywhere he goes it blows up. Mm-hmm. So and those by by the way those two guys might be two of the biggest egos in the history of coaching. Yeah, I think the biggest. So dynamic, how are they going to get along? Right. That's the question. Yeah, how do they get along, and how does it affect Connor Wigman? Right, because they have talent there. He's recruited really well there the last but four then years. He also lost a. a he did. Of those he did. He lost some. He lost some. But they have a ton of talent. There. But but. You talk about the dynamic, an interesting dynamic, those two personalities. It's like you, you wait for the day when one of them has to walk out to a press conference uh, camera and they got a black eye. That, that, that one of them just – they had a fist fight over what they were going to do. I mean, I don't, I don't they think – They are you, egomaniacs. I, I, seriously, I don't think – I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. it could, it's probably like hacker arguing with hacker. Mm-hmm. It's literally like they uh, – will. Uh, that's the, an endless cycle the, right, right there that you right. visually gave me. The, there's only one way this thing goes, and I know potentially it could go really well, and they could win 11 or 12 games and get to the playoff, and that's probably like a 15%, mm-hmm. and the other 85% is bad, 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 bad. Because that's you literally are talking about two guys that Jimbo Fisher loves Jimbo Fisher like no one loves Jimbo Fisher. Bob Petrino loves Bob Petrino like no one loves Bob Petrino. You know what I mean? So you've got two really self-centered guys that know they're good quarterbacks coaches, know they're good play callers, yeah, yeah. and know they know what they're talking about. 
And at some point, they're going to clash. Or, at some point, over yeah. a game, oh, over yeah. a play call, over a loss, they're going to clash, and it's not going to be good. For Jimbo to relinquish control, that's what honestly does. To Petrino, of yeah, all people, that, that right. Does, that does surprise me. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you're starting to look around and, and seeing what some of these other jobs uh, can be, at least the, the chatter uh, on the Plains in Auburn is that there's already been movement in, in, in the portal, movement in recruitings. Uh, recruiting rankings, recruiting decisions, uh, that Hugh Freeze is making his mark early. Uh, how much of an impact, Leon, do you think he will have? Uh, first year, this is Auburn versus Alabama. This is Auburn versus the rest of the world. But a guy that can coach his tail off has proven it in the SEC before. How do you think he'll do coming in? Well, I mean, first and foremost, offensively, what he did at the other level is, mm-hmm. is, is pale in comparison. So you're going to attract – you're definitely going to attract the offensive firepower to Auburn, the, the the quarterback, the running back, the wide receivers, and stuff like that, because he, he puts up the numbers, and then you get you assemble you an assistant coaching staff that can go out there and get it. Listen, you got the name Auburn, all right. The name Auburn itself, I mean, it's not Alabama, but it still carries weight. Yeah. And if you win games and you put up offensive points, yeah. At Auburn, they're gonna flock, and then you're gonna have the you're gonna have the booster base behind you, which is gonna increase your NIL money, NIL mm-hmm. money, and then you're gonna eventually start bringing in the same top 10, top whatever, top 10 talent. But it's going to take a while. But I'm saying what, what Hugh Freeze did offensively at the other level and bringing it to Auburn, he's going to attract the, the firepower and the quarterback and all that other kind of play. So he needs a quarterback. That's number one. Um, Robbie I, I think, Ashford at the end of the year was okay. but I, So here, here's the thing. He did with Malik Willis what Gus Malzahn couldn't do with Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. So the idea now, the thinking there is that what he did with Malik Willis, he can do with Robbie Ashford, who is a, if you can believe this, a more athletic version of Malik Willis. He's a big kid that can run. And he can yeah. throw it, man. Yeah. He's got a really good arm. He's and, just and just for people who don't he's remember, just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis was at Auburn before, before he, he went to, he he went to right Liberty there with, with Bo Nix with Freeze. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so he's got a really good arm, a really strong arm. He can make every throw. He's just one of those guys. He had, I think he had eight touchdowns and eight picks, or eight touchdowns and seven yeah. picks, something like that. He's just got to know where it's going half the time. Right. And that can be coached. That can clearly be coached. It was also his first year playing as a starter last year. Mm-hmm. So you got to give him that in the toughest league in college football. So is he their guy? I don't know. They, he has definitely gone after quarterbacks in the portal. Hasn't got a couple that he went after. We'll probably, we'll probably add a quarterback right. in the spring portal. But if he works his magic on Robbie Ashford like he did on Malik, mm-hmm. it'll be fun to watch Auburn, man. I'll tell you that. It will be fun. They are in a position to where oh he's a big kid he's yeah. not Malik barely over six foot no he's no, like he's six a three, big six four. kid he's a big dude. that can move yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so they went they went through three quarterbacks remember the the kid that, that left LSU and went to Auburn right they were trying to do all sorts of different things post Bo Nix and Ashford just kind of rose out of the ashes you know just moved up and, I mean and, he was a baseball player at Oregon yeah he really yeah. wasn't I mean he was redshirting Oregon but he really played baseball there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really a football guy. Now he's a football guy. Yeah, and and I I don't know if this is accurate as far as War Eagle, uh, as far as uh, Auburn Tiger fan is concerned. But I kind of feel like Hugh Freeze is going in with uh, very little expectation because of everything. Now even Auburn's it's oddly Auburn. quiet in yeah. Auburn this, yeah. right now. It's never quiet in Auburn. Yeah, like never. They're almost, like they're almost preaching patience. Yes, on the it's it's weird. It's never quiet. There's never not drama. They hired a guy full of drama. And it's just been silence for yeah. like three months. Yeah, and that's if you're Auburn, you're loving that. Love yeah. it. Uh, interesting. I, I I talked to a bulldog over the weekend 
who likes the idea of Mike Bobo coming back, but he all I had to remind him. I had to gig him just a little bit like, wait a minute, you guys did want to run Bobo out, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the Mark Rick era. Uh, but he said it just feels like uh, it, it's, it's, it's a good thing. And also just at least kind of gave me a little bit of an idea that the Munkin-Kirby relationship, mm, meh, not – not as solid as maybe some have, have, have would have you believe. I don't know if it was as solid, as, but it was clearly it got to the point where they realized what they had in Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. They tried everything they could do to find someone else, and they finally they just embraced Stetson, and they got through it, and they won two championships with it. So, he look, he went on. He's coaching in the NFL. Now you've got a guy who, and, and I keep saying this because it's I don't know how we don't look at it this way. The last time he was at Georgia with these type players, Four different quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, DJ Shockley, Green, yeah, number one overall pick, Matt Stafford, and uh, and Aaron Murray, Aaron Murray, who set who broke all the records yeah. everybody had. Total. All of them played under Mike Bobo. Yeah, he coached specifically as the QBs coach. All four of them. So I don't know how you look at this and think, well, he went to Colorado State and he sucked. Well, right. I mean, because he left. To the other side of the world, where he never recruited before and couldn't where get it's players hard to win. there. Yeah, yeah. where it's it hard to win. win he to couldn't get with. players. Then he comes back. He's in a winter walk situation with Muschip at South Carolina. Yeah, that thing wasn't going anywhere. Had no quarterback. Then he goes to Auburn, right. where Harson was fired before he was hired. Yeah. and this this is what you're going to judge this guy on, not what he what he did at Georgia. No, it's a very good point that you bring that up because that resume is pretty rock solid. And by the way, I believe this Carson Beck will love that style of play calling. Uh, over. Some, it'll be. I don't think they're going to change much the way well, they do I just, it. Well, I just feel like Aaron Murray is a similar comp yeah, to, Stets, a, to, a to thriving, Carson Beck than Stetson Bennett. A thriving thrower point of view, and not like Carson Beck can't move. Right. Stetson could move, right. and, and if he has to, more than Carson, arguably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Carson's Stetson probably was, the more polished, yeah. but Stetson can scoot. Yeah, he was ve- very athletic and, and probably a little underappreciated in that regard. One guy that Mike Bobo will not be coaching at the University of Georgia this fall is Darnell Washington, who, according to Rusty Manzel of 247 Sports, is expected to run a 4-6-3, at the NFL Combine this week and also weigh in at 272 pounds. 4-6-272. Big man. That's a big man running. <laughs> This big man running. Oh my gosh, that is moving. Well, what, what did your guy? What's um, last year? The defensive tackle that ran a four eight two. Yeah, um, I'm dr- from Georgia. Yeah. Oh, Jordan yeah. Davis. Yeah. Jordan Davis. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, a. No, I think he ran. I think he I thought it was more like a four nine. Yeah, it might have Let been. Let me pull a little that little out. Oh, it was four eight. It was yeah. four eight. Let me it pull was, up. It yeah, four seven eight. Yeah, four seven. Yeah, something like that. I and know. He was three fifty. Yeah. Three fifty ran a four seven. Gosh, that is just something Smoking. else. Uh, uh, off the text line design by Lifetime Enclosures. Congrats, JJ. Deciding to get married is like going for it on fourth and inches. That's from Craig in Columbia. Uh, yeah, I, you know the feeling. You don't know whether you can convert or not. Well, hopefully I have the Philadelphia down. Eagles <laughs> offense where it's basically just everyone pushes me yeah. and I automatically yeah. get it. But did you hear Leon? He just, oh. went, he just went fourth down and damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's XL primetime. XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Give us a... Carline was a little nutty with this. I was going to say, give, give us a sample. I mean, he was nutty with everything. A, a play-by-play. Yes. Play. That's what it was right there, yeah. in a nutshell. Give us a play-by-play of what the suite was. I mean, like. we all were. It was fantastic. I mean, again, I cannot say enough about the guys at Bergen Construction. Just great dudes. It, um... 
just we walked into the suite and it's I mean those suites there are really nice. And there's just food and drink and booze and you know, the suites kind of hang over oh, yeah. the, the the arena, Judge, or the seats. Well, you are talking to a, yeah. a, a suite. I got a suite level. You are a suite guy, right, right. That, so you know, you, you you hang out in the suite, then you can go down to sit in the chairs, which are extra yeah. big, and you, you can just relax. And none of us sat in the seats. We literally stood like at the side of the edge of the suite, which was one. It's it's one of those cockeyed ones, so it's mm-hmm. perfectly situated to look at the stage. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, just wow. just really good, bro. Sweet sounds nice. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you're used to sweet level. I too. have no experience. I'm, <laughs> I'm lying. You have seen waste the management. You've seen, you seen many. The manglers take me to yeah. many. You've seen the VIP, and the VIP has seen you. Yes, yes. I was worried about the mangler. He uh, was probably there last night. Well, but he went with a dry January. Didn't work. Well, did no, it take? It it, it it took. I was. That's why I was worried about him. Because it took. That was at the height of uh, you know some of the greatest Jaguar moments this this, this right, fan right. base has enjoyed in a long, long time, and Mangler was nowhere to be found. So maybe he was at the Journey concert. Yeah. Did he offer some Mangler? JJ? If you're still texting, of course he did. He okay. offered JJ some well wishes on his engagement. Mangler, if you're still listening, please confirm if you were at the Journey concert or not. Yeah, he probably. We need to yeah. know. Yeah, because I think the Mangler maybe a couple of weeks is at his anniversary. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I, seen, I remember him posting it on Facebook. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So happiness. He, happiness. Yeah. Was that yeah. the reason for the dryness? Yeah. Huh? Was that the reason for the dry, dry January? I don't know, bro. No? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> uh, All right. Now, uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about what's going to happen. The, the yeah. vibe, the feel uh, in the building with the Jaguars before Big Surge gets out uh, because restructuring is sometimes a dirty word, and, and we've heard it, and at times uh, – a team can leave a player with little or no choice. Hey, you either restructure or you get cut, and then you're on your own, yada, yada, yada. Uh, other times it can be a better situation, like Leon describes. Boom, some quick, some money's coming to me up front. But what do you think a conversation will be like? And you're just guessing, Cam Robinson, coming off injury, highly paid as well, he is. Well, I mean, he's in, a, he's in a situation where, I mean, he could, he, he could play hardball. Because he doesn't want to restructure. Me and Matt was talking about off the air. May he might be seeing the tea leaves, especially with the, the way Walker Little played, especially down the stretch in the playoffs and all that other kind of stuff. And he might want to be a good team player. And he might say, "Okay, I can restructure," but he could also say, "I don't want to restructure." But you, you you don't come at a place of strength when you hurt. Mm-hmm. When you hurt, and you know the Jaguars probably see their future at left tackle mm-hmm. that's probably cheaper than what they're and paying he knows for right that. now. Yeah, so I mean, he could play it either way. He could play a good soldier, or he can be a you know what. So right. he's he's got to make the determination on if he's going to be here or not. I'm I'm not sure because uh, you you know we're 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 prisoners of the moment, mm-hmm. and everything that Cam has done over the last whatever year doesn't matter because we saw Walker Little over the last what six seven games, mm-hmm. you know, be a stud, you know, protect the blind side of, of that franchise. But if he's going to restructure. They're gonna have to give him more money they're than one him. year. Than yeah. one, like his contract is seventeen million per, right? It's seventeen. All right, per. they're gonna they'll have to give him up front, like what, twenty million, twenty two, twenty three. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how the the extent of what his contract is guaranteed, but um, I'm but pretty, there's no, my point is there's no reason for him to say I'll restructure unless they're giving him more upfront money than he yeah, earns per uh, year. Exactly. Right? Exactly. All right. So if you're him then, he's what, 27? Is that right? 26? Uh, about that. He yeah. got drafted in so, 2017. Okay, so if he's 27, you got to think, all right, give me that $23 million. I'll take it. Cut me next year. I don't care. I'll go get another contract. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I got $23 mil up front. Right. He could be inviting 
uh, uh, forcing a decision yeah. to happen. Yeah. He is in a bit of the driver's seat. But he also, I, I guess my point is, is if you're young enough, and he is, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, if you're yeah. young enough and he is, it's just why not do that? You get a lot of money up front. Mm-hmm. You still got another. You still got three or four or five years left. In your he's career. also got the injuries that are pending that have happened to both his right. knees. Right. I mean, so so he's damaged goods going to wherever he decides to go. He could take more upfront money, more guaranteed money, and like you say, cut me. I find another team. Boye mm-hmm. uh, Aluakun is the league's leading tackler the past two seasons. Also went to Yale, and he mm-hmm. just restructured mm-hmm. for more money mm-hmm. up front. So and, and, if and that it, guy's doing it. I mean, well, every situation's different, right. but... Because Foye's just getting here. Foye's trying to, uh, I would think, uh, you know, kind of breathe in what they're doing because they had success. Cam's looking at, like, you guys might be trying to uh, uh, nudge me out of here. Mm-hmm. And so injury history can be played against him. The fact that he has a contract, he can play against them. So this is, you know, I, if you are trying to identify what might be a potentially ugly situation, because uh, look, we've painted this as a rosy picture. Everyone's happy. Mm. That's the only yeah, one that really you, could get yeah, ugly. You want me to renegotiate? Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Not everybody looks yeah. at it that way. No, but and that the, is the one that could get ugly. Yeah, that could get ugly. And then the other one is Jawan Taylor when it comes to, hey, uh, am I willing to take a little bit less not to leave, even though we've got the tat and loves Jacksonville and all that kind of stuff. He still is looking at We're banking at like, on that tat, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he's looking at like, I, I am ready to cash. Since okay? uh, since I do see some textures on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure, specifically 3767, bringing it up. Um, incorrect texture in that you said it was shot, it was um, at the Combine. I can assure you the Jaguars top brass is just making their way to the Combine today, tomorrow. So mm-hmm. um, McClendon Curtis, the offensive tackle from Chattanooga, did not speak with the Jaguars at the Combine. They haven't started interviews yet, but he did speak with them, according to Justin. Uh, I always never know his last name, but the guy who covers the Titans and the Draft Network. Mm-hmm. They did speak with him at the Senior Bowl, and Justin went on to mm-hmm. note that the Jaguars routinely sent scouts to the Chattanooga practices and games to scout Curtis, who apparently has the ability to play four different offensive line positions. Mm-hmm. So I, I do appreciate our texter pointing out the fact that the Jaguars are scouting offensive lineman and I can tell you in my conversations Trent Baalke has no reservations that if they cannot get a deal done with Jawan Taylor that day two if a big name is there at 24 maybe they go get a tackle and that kid waits just like Walker Little did and is the swing tackle and if depending on how things shake out with Cam and depending how the numbers shake out maybe that kid steps in and becomes the starter the following season. I, I think you, you're you always looking ahead. You you, you should never, ever uh, be thinking, okay, we can stand pat. We're, we're, we're secure. Uh, what do you always say, Leon? They're, you know, they're, they're planning for your replacement. They, they always are. But they have to be prepared financially if things kind of go south uh, when it comes to an important position like that. Yeah, the NFL is a revolving door. Your, your job is never safe. I don't care how many years you're in the league. Uh, they're always looking for a bigger and better talent to replace you, especially mm-hmm. if they got to pay you or your your talent, you know, injuries or you play or you you start playing subpar. So I mean, uh, Cam Cam and 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 Cam Robertson and, and Jawan Taylor, um, they've got to make a decision. Do you pay, cut, uh, draft another guy? Those mm-hmm. are those are viable decisions that they got to make moving forward. But listen, the bottom line is protecting uh, the franchise, face the franchise, which is. Trevor Lawrence, you're not going to leave him hanging. No. So no. you've got to make sure those two those two pieces are in place to protect his front side and his black and his back side. And so if if they let me ask you guys, ask you this, Joe, you, you Leon specifically, if they restructure Cam 
is that a sign they might be they might be signing Juwan? Like, okay, they're gonna keep Juwan, and then you restructure Cam because Cam, one way or the other. It and could I keep be. saying it this. I, I keep saying this. Be. We have no idea if he's gonna come back and win that job. Yeah. Because I, we have no idea how how detailed the knee injuries. Number one. Number two. Walker Little's ready to take that job, is he not? Yeah, he's he's been he he played well. He he, he played well doing down the stretch. Uh, I don't think he gave up any sacks in those six games that he we played down the stretch and we made that run. So I mean, you know, kudos to him. But uh, but they could be asking Cam. They could be telling Cam, "Hey, listen, we want to restructure your deal. Um, probably not to, to get to get Juwan, but just to." Ask some other but if they do, if they, if they, they do, do get Juwan, he's hey, not going to be happy, hey, listen, right? He's going to get more guaranteed money. How is he going to be upset with that? Uh, right tackle versus left tackle? Yeah, that's yeah. not going to but, the, but, they, but the, by doing that, though, they will be saying Juwan's more important to us. Mm-hmm. Well, he is. well uh, finances usually suggest that. Right. You're right. Right. That, that there's, you know, there's no other way to look at right. it in, in, that, in that context. He's, even he's more durable. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, well, that's, he what doesn't I'm saying, I, that's what I'm saying. This is the only real possibility for a little – Little uneasiness. Well, they are. Hey, give us some go. money so we can pay the other guy. <laughs> the players across the world. Right. That would not, right. That would not go well. Yeah. Unless they convince him they're doing it so they can get Evan Ingram back and all this other, you know, all this other. He's chatter. not a fool. He's going to see them. But he, 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 he might know. But keeping the core together is the is the essence of what the GM's trying to do. Is the guys that he identifies that he's got to have that to, to what he thinks has to have to be most successful. Then Cam's just going to have to live with it. Injury history is now part of his story, but he also has the contract. He he right now has the chips, and they're trying to get some of them back from him, and, I, and we don't know whether that will happen or not. All right, before we send Leon off for the day, we are going to hit the um, basketball circuit here in a second. Um, they'll probably come up in the 2 o'clock hour with our weekend that was. Um, but, Leon, we have to ask you, give us your play-by-play. Well, maybe a world, well, maybe a world's smallest violin, JJ and Dylan. If we can, if we if we got one of those, we're going back to Miami handy. FSU yesterday. Miami well, F- Saturday, <clears throat> Saturday, Saturday excuse me, excuse on the hardwood. Yeah. Well, listen, anytime there's an opportunity that my alma mater plays Florida State, I don't care what it is, badminton, lacrosse, basketball, football, I'm rooting for Miami to win. Okay, so I'm watching the game. Miami is number 13 team in the country. They're favored by 14 and a half. So I said, this is a shoe in. We're at the crib. We're playing Florida State. I'm watching the game. We're up 23, Joe. I get on the phone. I start just texting former Florida State people, just selling out. And then, of course, they they gave me some backlash. He's like, oh, y'all are basketball school now. So I took it. I took it. Yeah, we're basketball school right now. Right? But towards the end of the game, with seconds to go, Miami shoots a three and takes a two-point lead. I'm thinking, game over. 82, 84 to 82, game's over. Four seconds left. Florida State's driving down, comes midcourt, throws up a shot, and it goes butter for three. And it hurt my heart, bro. Oh, I My phone started ringing. Cut you to the white meat? Oh, cut me deep coming to the white meat. (laughs) Cut me deep. I I do not doubt it. I was upset, bro. I wasn't. I was. I'm actually shocked that you were watching college basketball. Miami (laughs) and Florida State, and we're good. I'm going to watch. So I'm looking at the – you know, the timeline of this, and your boy, Luther, is sitting courtside. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's sitting courtside. He said, unbelievable. I captured 35 minutes of hell. (laughs) 
So he must have gotten there. Anyway, he has the video of the shot going down. And you can see oh. where he you can see where he's at. Oh, he's courtside. Yeah, he's courtside. Look, that's my seat. What are you, what are you doing courtside? Uh, it's unbelievable. Oh. And so I, I'm looking at it, and so then I see this other stat. Uh, entering the game, AP top 25 teams were a combined 1,234 and 0 when leading by 23 points at halftime wow. in the last 25 seasons. 12 we, we You know what? As of late, Miami is always setting records. That you shouldn't they be shouldn't setting. be setting. <laughs> it says that record is now 1,234 and, and 1. <laughs> Still better than Middle Tennessee, though. Oh, it is. At, at least, it was, at least exactly. it was a power five. Yes. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also, you could have been uh, Michigan State, who blew a 13-point lead with 90 seconds to go on Saturday yeah. to Iowa. So, it yeah. could have been worse. Yeah, you're, yes. you're right. Oh, yeah, JJ. Go back and look that one up, too. 13-point lead. Tom Izzo, the wizard himself. It's so funny because you think most of these, you know, that double-digit lead with that amount of time left, NBA, nothing no, nothing to get excited about. It happens all the time. But in a maybe a slightly slower game, possession-rich uh, Big Ten, you just wouldn't expect that to happen, and it did. Uh, last night I'm watching, I think it's Golden State and Minnesota. It took flipping forever for the last no. nine seconds yeah, of that game. Did. did you see that? I did see I, that. It was yes. just like a – like, what is going on? Mm. It wouldn't end. It was driving me nuts. But anyway, and Golden State ended up winning. But, uh, the Lakers came back. Yeah, from, Leon was yeah. watching that, I too. I was watching deficit. that, too, man. Yeah. The, so, the key to his AD, can, yeah. can he stay healthy 30 points down the stretch? When he's healthy, he is bro, bro, dynamic. Bro, we can't shoot 17% for the three. No. Oh, no. it was six and what, 24, it's t- it, was, it, was terrible. it was terrible. It was awful, It's just bro. one game, man. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but listen, we'll, look, listen, we're, we're, we're going to get in, bro. We're excited. Yeah, you'll be a three or four seed. No, we're excited yeah. to be in the 12th place exactly. right now. Okay? Exactly. So just don't Move, forget that. We're moving up like George and Weezy. <laughs> All right, big sirs. All enjoy, right. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right, Leon. All right, we, we got our man Jared Rice, uh, tournament director, executive director of the players. He's either rolling in or he's calling us on the phone. We're going to talk golf. Uh, yesterday, a bulldog. Well, I could come up with ways to describe what he did on 18. Yesterday. I was a little worried a little bit midway through that round yeah. yesterday. Mm, well, I don't yeah. know, Jim. I don't know. It was uh, it was it was interesting to say the least. Uh, but we are now on to Arnie's place, Bay Hill, and the next week it will be the play. Now, yeah. another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the Accident Attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Our dude, tournament director of the Players Championship, which will be coming up a week from this week. I mean, it is marching right on to us. We leave. Palm Beach Gardens and the Honda Classic. We head to Arnie's place at Bay Hill this Thursday. And then the week after, it is the Players' Championship. Let's say hello to Jared Rice. Jared, how are you, bud? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too, man. We're coming (laughs) out of what I thought was a a pretty thrilling finish to the Honda Classic. Uh, If you're a golf fan, you know what happened. But uh, it almost didn't happen for Chris Kirk. Uh, He's coming down the stretch, Jared. And you know how tough 18 can be here at the players, but it's a par five 18th and Chris Kirk has a one shot lead and decides to go for the green and two and promptly hits it into the water. As a matter of fact, it ricocheted off the rocks, almost hit the Honda in the center of the lake. That's how far <laughs> off it was. And they had to go into a sudden death playoff against Eric Cole. Were you watching? And, and what did you think of that? Because he almost, uh, well, he almost messed it up. I was like, wow, with the things we do for our sponsors. I mean, that's a heck of a way to get Honda into the exactly. you know, that last shot. <laughs> um, I mean, just like you, the you know, 
go, going for that is too taking that line and and that course is so difficult um it was that was a pretty exciting finish to have you know eric cole and his story and how he's been such a you know journeyman and grinder getting to that position um and then chris kirk for for those that may not know i mean please uh, look at some of his comments from yesterday and, and read into his story. It's a, it's a pretty special one. Yeah, he, he battled. Uh, it's, a, it's, a heck of, it's a heck of a comeback. Yeah, he yeah. battled uh, alcohol addiction abuse for a long time. Yeah. And, and he said very directly uh, to his wife, I haven't been the most, you know, the, the easiest husband to, to live with. But he, bat- he thanks, thanks all the people around him for sobriety. It was a big, I thought it was a very important moment. Yeah, I thought it was pretty touching and just to, you know, to be, to be present and to be, uh, you know, aware. And, um, you know, those, those are amazing stories, again, of perseverance. And, um, you know, he, he went through that and has, has come through it very positively. He's a PGA tour winner. <laughs> again, that was a, an unbelievable line that he took gutsy. <laughs> uh, and then, 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 uh, the playoff was, was, was pretty awesome. And again, with those, with both of those backstories, uh, hard, hard not, to, or hard to root for one over the other, but um, you know, good to see them both there at the end. So it was exciting, and uh, we kind of turned the page, and you know, now uh, you know, one step closer to players. So we're uh, we're we're almost here. Yeah, Honda Classic obviously, uh, you know, do- doesn't necessarily have the star-studded field that the Arnie or the players obviously will be having in a couple of weeks as we talk with Players Championship Director Jared Rice. Uh, Jared, were there any other names though in the field that? you know, maybe caught your attention and you said, hey, maybe that's a guy who can compete at TPC Sawgrass in a few weeks. That's, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, I saw Tyler Duncan's name up there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a, a, you know, seeing Zach Johnson again getting out. Um, he, he's always played here pretty well. T- <clears> T12 <throat> this weekend for ZJ, by the way. <laughs> can, uh, can can get around the players, you know, get around the stadium course and has done so in the past. Um you know, familiar face or and name and David Lingmer uh, that has some local ties here mm-hmm. and um, obviously done done pretty well. So, you know, a couple of, again, a couple of familiar names. And, um, you know, I think this week as we transition, and again, this is, you know, a big part of our schedule, you're going to see those, um, you know, weeks like that where, again, Chris Kirk, um, I think it was a course record yesterday um, on a really difficult track. So the, the, the competition is still incredible. Um, just from a, you know, again, when you look at from an overall OWGR strength, you know, strength of field, um, uh, being a designated event this week is, you know, you're, you're going to see that field strength be different. Um, and then obviously going into players, uh, kind of stands on its own. So, um, a lot of names, you know, coming up to Ponte Vedra. So Jared, the obvious question, number one, are there still tickets available? And number two, the course, obviously you guys look at the weather in advance. Uh, how does the course look now in how do you think it's going to play out week of the tournament? If all, you know, the, the ideas and the weather maps plan out as, as they're supposed to. It, it has been, again, it, it has been incredible. The last uh, six, eight weeks, our uh, Jeff Watts, our head superintendent, lead agronomist, um, and, you know, and that team has been saying, again, the course is in as, as good a shape as it's ever been, if not better. Um, and, you know, for people that have come out for either, you know, volunteer training or, uh, some of our sponsors for site visits, the, the, the facility just looks awesome. Um, so from a playability perspective, uh, you know, n- nothing holding the, the team back from having the course play uh, the way we want from a, uh, from a player's championship perspective. So I think it's going to challenge you know, all 144 players to you know, bring every part of their game. And that is what it, you know, again, the course is designed to do. Um, 
my predecessor would say that he's never really looked at the, the long range forecast. Um, I look at it every day, <laughs> <laughs> multiple, to, multiple times per day. <laughs> so it just, if we're being honest, uh, and, and right now it looks, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Things, things can, things can move around a little bit, but, um, early indications are that, um, we've got a pretty favorable week ahead of us. So, you know, um, still, still, still a week and a half out, but, uh, things are, things are looking pretty nice. And you, what I love is that the way the schedules, uh, for the PGA tour has unfolded, you can go from January, uh, in Hawaii, West coast swing, some of the big names that have won John Rahm, hottest player on the planet. You know that he's heading into Arnie's place looking to see if he can win again. We know he's been able to play well here in years past. So the way it's stacking up, Jared, uh, what is it, 46 of the top 50 in the world are going to be at Arnie's place uh, with the elevated status of that event. We know how big it is, but even more of the top 50 in the world are going to be headed here uh, in a couple of weeks or after Sunday. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And, you know, what's been nice, having been in this role now for a few years, um, just where the tournament has gone, um, you know, basically if, if any one of our athletes are, are, uh, healthy, they're, they're playing the players championship. So I expect that, um, you know, a very similar strength of field schedule, the depth is really going to play out. We'll have first timers like Tom Kim that come in and yeah, remember we've never had a first time nice. win, uh, at the players. So you're going to have some young players. You're going to have, um, you know, those that are firing on all cylinders like Rom and Homa, um, Scheffler, uh, some of those have, have played junior players here. We've, you know, we've had some, um, like Jordan Spieth um, and Scotty Scheffler have done well at the junior players on the same course, but uh, have yet to have one that has won both. So um, maybe that'll be something that changes this year. All right. Besides tickets, Jared, the next million dollar question, yeah. uh, and it's a video that I may or may not be producing jointly for 1010 and uh, the tour in the next two, day and a half. Uh, parking, parking passes, shuttle updates. You, what do we have? Will you slide us for extra parking for Friday, please? Right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. May or may not be uh, producing, so we know what that means. No, uh, ticket sales are strong, and um, you know, again, as the weather comes into play, and it's looking really positive. Uh, I highly advise you know, don't wait. Make your plans. Figure out how you're going to get here. Pick your days that you're going to come out. You know, Tuesday Military Appreciation Day. Uh, it's a lot of fun to be out here for that. Uh, those festivities will start around 4:30. Uh, Wednesday is our second practice round day. Um, anybody that's in the players' championship field is here on Wednesday and practicing. A lot of guys play nine holes. Uh, anyone who's not anyone, but generally speaking, those that are playing will play the back nine. Um, so a good chance for uh, you know avoid some crowds, but still come out here and have a great time. Uh, first light Thursday, Friday. Uh, first tee times are I think it's six fifty. So um, you know breakfast at TPC. I'll, I'll be out here. Come on yeah. out. I'm ready. We'll have the coffee. We'll have the coffee on <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> That, that can be a lot of fun, and then we're just going to take it through the weekend. So, um, again, plenty to do out here, 20-plus local restaurants. We've got great viewing spots. Um, and, um, you know, I think just, again, make make your plans early and uh, get ready for next week. But there is parking passes still available, just to confirm. There are. This is for yeah, my research yeah, for this video that I have to produce <laughs> in a little bit. You, you better produce it quickly. <laughs> um, we will – we're we're down to the final final few, so I don't I don't know that we'll have them and, available. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. D- dumb question. Gone is yeah. four or more part for free. Yes, okay. yes, we do not have that program just, anymore. And just to be clear, it's a great good question. Uh, me all kidding aside, is that um, 
when we get through our allotment from a tournament perspective, um, we do have a verified resale site on our website. So if you go to players.com tickets, you'll see a verified resale site. So if we get to that point on Friday or Saturday tickets, um, we're getting out of this vernacular of sold out. Um, there is secondary markets. And while from a tournament perspective, we might not quote have any more, um, there are verified resellers out there that, um, and please do that through the players.com. That's the way to make sure that, um, you know, we're backstopping or guaranteeing what you're buying. So um, again, no time like the present, you know, coming out, get them this week. Yeah. The players.com. Don't forget opening weekend. Hit us with that real quick because they can come out this weekend and check out the the merchandise tent, which will be a massive tent of all sorts of cool players gear. You got a job fair. You got all sorts of things coming up opening weekend. Yeah. So uh, March 4th, 5th and 6th. So we're 12 to five on the 4th. We're open from 10 to four on the 5th and 6th. Okay. And uh, Joe, like you said, you know, fan shop is open. We'll have some food trucks. We're doing a blood drive on Saturday. Um, we'll have a couple of community workouts with our uh, partners from Noble. So that'll be going on. Um, and then obviously a chance to, uh, you know, po- post some pics, uh, take a few shots of the course and uh, just get yourself excited and, and uh, geared up and ready for next week. So uh, if you're in and around the area, come on by. If, if not, uh, you know, try to make, make plans to come out again, 12 to 5 on the 4th and then 10 to 4 on both the 5th and 6th will be opened. Uh, so come on out. All right, bro. Love it. Look forward to seeing you, Jared Rice, Executive Director of the Players. It all builds to this uh, next week. Opening weekend will be this weekend. Thanks, dude. We will uh, see you or talk to you on Monday. I love it. See you soon. Thanks, right, Jared. There he goes on the fair and fair phone line. And before we go and take our first break, uh, JJ, tell the people what they can win. We have Sunday tickets nice. to the players. The best. What you about can parking? Get. What about parking? Uh, no comment. I don't think we. Um, have, I, I, parking listen. for Friday specifically. Yes, I'm not sure. We have Sunday TBC tickets. That's all I know. And twenty five dollars to Four Rivers Barbecue. So if you are caller number four right now at six four one ten ten, I'll hook you up with tickets to the players. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We might have to do one of those uh, Twitter polls on which band from the 70s would get you most excited uh, because Matt, Hayes, Frange, T-Mac, 17 of your closest friends, uh, all fired up and oh, gathered th- together. Th- this wasn't inspired by that. Yeah, no, you, no. You missed this. Oh, no, no. This was the TikTok uh, that yeah, you were talking about pipes. earlier. But These I'm just saying, I, it just made me think of, you know, the bands from the 70s and 80s that would have you the most fired up to go that's, see. That's blasphemous right there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that might be a good exercise to hear what people have to say. Francis, Look, that's what TikTok is in a yeah. nutshell right there. Yeah. Right there. You get somebody... On their own little camera, yeah, playing Freebird with the bagpipes. Yeah, okay? it's pretty dang cool. Yeah, it's, it's blasphemous. Is she in it, Jacksonville? Because the boys I, at Barstool Sports are suggesting that is she that she may well, be from maybe, maybe Jacksonville. from Jacksonville somewhere. Ties, I guess. Somewhere. But if she uh, is, play someone, it again just so you can hear it. I mean, it's difficult. It. It's certainly difficult. Yeah. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah, but 
you shouldn't call that blasphemous. That's that's no, a, no having to choose. That's like well, choosing I, one I, of your I'm children. Choosing between Albert Collins or this, I'm going to take Albert Collins. Well, I would think so. They're the originals. <laughs> I mean, come on. But I'm just talking about. All right, if I'm going to choose this, or I boy, or our boy who did the national anthem, yeah. I'm going to take our boy who did the national oh, anthem. Wait. Well, you're, you're, oh. old, you're old school. If he were. Don't you love the bagpipes? It's almost March! St. Patrick's Day! It still sounds wild. I don't really believe it. It's very talented. Yeah, I don't really believe it. Very talented, no doubt about it. I just, I'm not feeling it, I gotta say. If if anyone knows where she is, where we can find her, let us know. Mm -hmm. We've made some other people famous on the radio before. Yeah. Uh, And we uh, make people famous every Friday at a famous quick lube of late, so listen. We want to find our backpipe specialist. If if they have Jacksonville ties, uh, uh, absolutely. TikTok going crazy, (laughs) and uh, we would love to hear it. That's for sure. Uh, I I feel like, you know, if it's it's old school, Matt's going to put a stamp on it. Besides TikTok, JoJo, you know, TikTok is – and that's got the whole CCP thing. So. Yeah. yeah. Well. Instagram uh, Reels. You yeah. like that better. We'll, we'll stick to the Instagram all, Reels. Literally, yeah. all I got to do is match that and JJ. Just yeah, yeah, yeah he'll just crack up because, I mean, come on. This is, that, that is not where that will be discussed. Hey, this is not where that will be discussed. Of, no, speaking that's of. That's the only reason I mentioned yeah. What were the live ratings this weekend? Did anybody see? The live uh, golf ratings? I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I know I was watching quality golf down at PJ National, the Champions Course. Apparently, uh, the Charles, overnight overnight. I'll never talk about CW while being in the CW station. Yeah, yeah. the o- <laughs> true. The overnight ratings on the CW, which it only broadcast in twenty six markets across the country, zero point two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. Uh-uh. Uh, that's no bueno. Uh, Chucky three sticks. Uh, you know, collect your cash and move on. You're you're part of a team and you're a winner. Uh, as far as and you the know. teams didn't even have matching outfits. That's what I was really sad about. A couple of them did. A couple of them did not. But, if it's a team sport, you need to have uniforms. Yeah, I, I suppose. But, uh, you know, Chris Kirk, it was a great story yesterday being able to win after eight years. And he said he was nervous as all get out. He admitted it, which is, uh, you know, you you like to see kind of that that inside of a guy come out where he's willing to admit, you know, that he was, he was freaking out just a little bit. Uh, and Eric Cole, the guy he was playing, was a pretty good story as well. Guy who diagnosed with diabetes early. Uh, in his life, uh, and we're talking a mid-30s rookie on the PGA Tour uh, and played his tail off, had a chance to make a birdie twice at 18, couldn't, unfortunately, end up uh, losing. But that was easily his best performance in basically a dozen starts on the PGA Tour, uh, which was pretty cool. Hell, he was given lessons like eight years ago, mm-hmm. six miles from PGA National where mm-hmm. the Honda Classic oh, yeah, was held. Yeah, he's a, he, That's he, what's wild. And his plenty, mom's following him around, yeah. and it was awesome. Plenty of family around there. He said he grew up loving the game, playing with his mom. And so that that was the one that he got the game from, which is pretty neat. All By right, the so way, according to the text line, our bagpipe girl, mm-hmm. Cole Haynes. She may plays, be hanging out there. Plays at Cole Haynes. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Let's go find her. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to hear and see the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you? I, I'm having a tough yeah, time no, hearing I, and I seeing it. the same thing. Yeah, I get it. I just... Have you ever heard anything like that come First off, out? You got to be really talented to play bagpipes. That's right. number one. So, yeah. So, but have you ever heard anything like that come no, out of, of, never. of a bagpipe? No. That, that's what I'm trying to trying to visualize and 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 hear it at the same time. So, okay, that's cool. I like that. All right, let's rewind. Hit the rewind button. The weekend that was. Uh, we say thanks to Cycles of Jacksonville on Atlantic near Regency. Uh, let's roll the tape. What happened this weekend? An insane ending in Philly. Inbound to Smart. Bounce pass Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Bang! Jason Tatum from downtown. 1.3 remaining. No timeout. 
left for Philadelphia. A half-court heave in the desert. Three seconds left. No timeouts. Neal inbounds. Desmond Cambridge. Oh! He got it! He won it! Arizona State has done it! The Wolverines survive. Williams. Up top, Dickinson. Dangerous pass. Dickinson at the horn! It's good! He got it! This one is for Mia. Martin looking. Here's Clark. She fires! She hit it! The Seminoles have a miracle comeback against Miami. Miller for three for the lead. Got it! Final chance, Florida State, Worley. Cleveland for the win! It's good! Matthew Cleveland stuns Miami! From 23 down, they come back and beat the rival. 13th ranked Miami goes down to FSU late with that charge uh, and a great shot just past half court uh, and something else. Uh, the weekend it was, thanks to Cycles of Jacksonville, uh, you know if you had a lousy weekend, you can head there and enjoy the next weekend. Big Boy Store with Big Boy Toys. They are on Atlantic near Regency. Whenever you hear the highlight that says she fires and she hits and then the headline is this one's for Mia, that's exactly what it was. I mean, 100%. Did you see it? Yeah. Have you uh, seen the shot? I have not. Uh, oh, I want to pull it up for you because uh, let me uh, tell you, it yeah, was. I, I, I mean, she's like fall. She's like completely scissored. Yeah, falling to one side, throws it up. Bang. Scissored yeah. may not have been the best verb there, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. just exactly. for purposes of it being a girl. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is first of all, Caitlin Clark is averaging twenty-seven points a game. Right. She's got thirty-one. I knew I was nine at and nine and nine at this point. Yeah, and you leave her wide open. Well, granted, the you know the defender trips. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. That is pretty good. Right. Is she yeah. not scissored there? Yeah, I I didn't see that. I I didn't I didn't He's see. Not I mean, I don't have to tell you. I, I looked at the I looked at the basket go in from right around the three point line, uh, which this was pretty was nice. This was locker room yes. talk. Yeah. Come on, you guys stop with that stuff, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And so She's telling you what she looks yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, there was some honestly. Some I mean, well, so to your point, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was tweeting about this. George Kittle's tweeting about mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. like. I mean, Good shot. it was wild. It was wild. And, and for what it's worth, too, it came after a questionable non-call. I actually want to kind of like get into that. Let's talk about that more in generic terms. Under 10 seconds to play, and we're going to be joined by UNF head coach Matthew Driscoll in a little bit. And I know when I called a game for them earlier this year, the officials specifically said, well, when it's under 10 seconds, you hold off. And we had this conversation with regards to the final few minutes of the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So under four seconds to go, granted, Iowa missed – the go-ahead bunny layup. Indiana gets the ball. Center posts up. Travels, then gets fouled. Mm-hmm. They call the foul. They don't call the travel. Yeah. And it's... so then, this is with 1.5 seconds, and there were Indiana fans insisting that Clark traveled there. So my question is, and this goes beyond just basketball, like under five seconds, under a minute left in any sort of game, do the officials blow the whistle? Do you swallow the whistle? Do you let them play? They all say you should, and I disagree. I will always disagree. If you see a call that needs to be made, we're not talking about ticky-tack or anything like that. We're talking about something that gets right smack dab in the way of, of, of a game going one way or the other, which would be the travel or the foul. Um, call it. Uh, like I said, I don't want you to, to the nth degree, but if someone is getting hatcheted, 
uh, at midcourt or around the basket, call it. Right, but if it's a little travel. No, that's fine. You don't yeah, call that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have no problem. Or if it's what was the one against uh, the pass interference I think, that James Bradbury tugged on the jersey. Yeah, I, that was holding. That was holding. For, for my money, that was definitely holding. And, and so the the idea is that let them play, and, and I'm all about the idea of let them play, but when you let the wrong outcome uh, you know, be the end because you swallowed your whistle because you thought that was the thing you had to do, and someone clearly uh, held, broke, uh, you know, the rules hacked, whatever it is, then the wrong outcome is, 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 you know, the result. I don't like that. Never have. Never will. Yeah. It goes, it goes back to, it goes back to the NFL. We were literally talking about this two weeks ago. Yeah. It's the end of the game. I know it's, you know, it's a huge game, obviously. How do you make that call? Like, how do you make that call? I, it was a hold. So I, I know, no, I know I no technically it was, a, it was a hold. They certainly were doing much worse during the game prior to that. Much worse. And they called a couple of them, and then they, they basically, you're talking about the, the, the outcome of a game is deciding who hoists a trophy. And if someone's going to commit a foul. Well, if it's a regular season game, you're all right with it. Then. No, they probably would have thrown a flag then too. And, and, and look – these moments. But didn't are, you just say you didn't like it? You didn't like the fact that the refs take over game late. I, I like the fact that they, if they see a call, they make the call. I don't like the fact that they swallow yeah. whistles. No, I, I, I will. I will always be on that side of it. I never say swallow the whistle ever. Did you see the even better moment at Carver Hawkeye Arena, Matt, from over the weekend? The stare off. Fran McCaffrey, men's basketball coach, and I also want to. I want to pause this because I want. Who's he staring at? He's staring at the ref right now. So this is in the game on Saturday. One thirty left. Iowa's down ten to Michigan State. Fran had already got teed up once. This is the head men's basketball coach, mind you. So we're talking about men's basketball. You can all tune back in now. Um, Fran, because he didn't want to get teed up, he just decides to start staring down the referee. This happened live on ESPN. What are you, like 12, Fran? Yeah. Seriously. Uh, uh, by the way, they, they do that all the time. That's from the book of Krzyzewski, okay? He's all he's done it forever. Okay, they, you know what? You know what? You want know Shashevsky's done. Twelve-year-old girl standing it. I'm gonna stare you down. Do you know what Shashevsky did uh, very early in his time? Is he made sure that the cameras? That's who he stared down first. You camera guys, you better not catch me doing this. Yeah, the difference is Shashevsky has six national titles. Yeah. Well, I know Fans that. Got but, but I mean, these, these, they do it all the they time. They won the Big Ten last year. Matthew Driscoll, I, I watched him a, a couple weeks ago, just staring down the official because he knew that it wasn't the right call. You How far Iowa get in the tournament last year? Yeah, you got to uh, do that. Yeah, first round. But they won the Big Ten tournament. It, there's a curse. There's a curse. A curse upon them. Um, but, yeah, they were down 10, uh, 90 seconds left, and then Michigan State ended up scoring and still came back to win that one. So, yeah, even then the buzzer beater on Sunday may not have been the best thing that happened. Probably was the stare down. I, this is the best meme. Yeah. This is the best meme I've I, seen no, in a I while. Love the, I love the memes when you get them. But yeah. they, those guys, man, they're doing everything they can. And Fran wins something. Yeah. He's yeah. literally yeah. the yeah. Kirk Ferentz of basketball. Yeah. Win something. That, that's Seriously. fine. That, I'm 100% on that. But I'm just saying. He's won a Big Ten tournament. For, uh, poor Kirk hasn't won a Big Ten championship. They're working the refs mm. all the time. All right. We uh, mentioned A-Sun. We mentioned the Ospreys. Let's say hello to Matthew Driscoll and one of their stars coming up before we are done right here on XL Primetime. No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Don't look now, folks, but March right around the corner. Conference tournament play in men's basketball beginning tonight. And the first team 
that begins conference tournament play with a chance to make it to the NCAA tournament is your hometown UNF Ospreys. The head coach of the Ospreys, Matthew Driscoll, joins us from Lynchburg, Virginia. How are you doing, Coach Driscoll? Well, I know one thing. We're ready to rock and roll. It's been, uh, you know, obviously when you're playing the same team back-to-back Friday night and then repeating it on Monday, it's, the preparation is, is a little bit different and the, in the, in the, the flexibility of understanding is a little bit different and kind of how you go about things. You want to be the same. But at the same breath, you also don't want to, you know, just just beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it and not not be fresh and not not be ready to go. So we're really, really excited about this opportunity. And you know that when preparation meets opportunity, that's what's critical. And so we're really, really, uh, you know, being up here in Lynchburg and the way they build it and the way they structured it and actually wanted to have all 14 teams make the tournament. And so that meant every single one through four seed that got a home game would have had a playing game tonight. Uh, but the league just chose um, just to have 10. So 9 and 10 are playing at Kennesaw State tonight, and then 7 and 8, us being 7, and Bellman being 8, are playing tonight at number 2 seed, Liberty. So that's kind of how this whole thing transpired. Well, congrats, Coach, first off, on making it. Uh, and, and it's going to be, I would think, a very, very good litmus test again. You guys beat them by a dozen Friday night. Uh, you get to turn right around. I know it's not the same game, uh, but you right. had to feel pretty good about what you saw the other night. I, I think the one thing is, Josie, you have to, yeah, as a coach, you know, this is I've been through this a couple times uh, before. I've seen it a couple times before where you play the last game and then the first game in the tournament. Um, sometimes it just happens. And the one thing you have to really keep your P's and Q's about is you got to make sure that the guys understand, like, yesterday's history. Today's the greatest day we have because we know tomorrow is a complete mystery. And so because of that, you really have to have an understanding that you can't just say, well, we just, you know, we did what we did, and so it's going to be whatever. They're very, very, very difficult to play. If anybody saw the game or was at the game, they, they know. I think Carter said it best in the post game. They're basically a pressing offense instead of a pressing defense. They press you on offense and reverse it so much, send so many guys cutting through the rim, and then next thing you know, get so many pin downs for, for naked threes. And, and they did a really good job, and we did a really good job as well, too. That's not, I'm not saying that, that we didn't. We did a really good job, but we can't just say, oh, we got it figured out. Because you know with a pressing team, you guys know what it's like. Think about back in Billy, Billy's old days when they were – you know, prep, when they were pressing like like a mad banshee mm-hmm. at Florida, you know that next that the next time you play them, the press looks a little bit different. They tweaked it a little bit differently. Instead of this, they did that. And so this team, Bellerman, is the same way. And coaches, a legendary coach, obviously has been around a long time. So we've got to make sure that we're going into this fresh. But it's just the preparation's a little bit more condensed because obviously we we got to be we got to view it live and right there. So that even makes it better. So, Matthew, how do you convince your guys late February, early March that every possession counts now? And that's not just a cliche. Literally every possession is critical for yeah. you winning games. Yeah, you, you know, there's a, there's a great poem, and it's called It's Only One, Possess- it's only one uh, Possession. And I, I believe it was written in the, in, the, in the late 90s. And I think, I don't know, they, there's, there's, it's an anonymous author, allegedly. Um, but I think it started with, with Dayton basketball of some kind. Um, but in that poem, it talks about, you know, it's just the first quarter, relax, coach. It's just the second quarter. It was only a block out. It's no big deal. Don't worry, I won't do it again. It's only the third quarter, you know, yada, yada, right, yada. Right. And at the end of the game, at the end of the poem, there's probably 
12 different scenarios that they presented. And, 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 and that's the, the biggest thing that you have to mind. And because of our, the way we've always been about going one and oh, and understanding that the game is built in 10 medias, you know, 10, four minute segments. Um, and, and how critical that is to understand that it really bodes well to what you just said. And, and then the fact that those possessions are so critical and you never can put one on another. Cause obviously if there's a close game at the end of the game, it's always that last, whatever. Um, but, but I think when you play a team like this, that you've just played and you're playing them again, but you could also argue this, you know, you could also argue um, in a lot of different leagues, in a lot of different, you know, uh, you know, professional leagues and stuff, you got to play two out of three or stuff like that. So you're playing teams back to back. So it isn't like it's something that's unheard of. You, you just got to really understand what's at hand, which means survive in advance. Matthew Driscoll, head coach of the UNF Ospreys, joining us on the Fair and Farrah phone line. You can watch UNF in the opening game of the A-Sun tournament, the first conference tournament game in the country. That's tonight at 7 o'clock oh, wow. from Virginia. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, you're the first one, man. You, A-Sun is the first conference to get the party started. That's why we had to have you on. Nice. Yep. Nice. So, so that's at 7 o'clock, and I know you guys are up in Virginia because they'll be facing Bellarmine. But that game is taking place at Liberty. That game tips off at 7 o'clock. Uh, watch party that UNF is hosting is at Bricks at the beach. So if you want to go watch I've the game, of 25% off for everyone in UNF gear. That's a pretty good deal if you're hanging mm-hmm. around the beach. But before we let you go, Matthew, we are going to hey, be. Before, hey, before you, before you yeah. go any further, I think I just I made a mistake. Sometimes, you know, you get things on your phone. I got an invite to it, and it said, you know, watch party. And I was, in my brain, I was thinking. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna watch the game and I hit accept or something like that. So I got I guess I better I guess I better decline and take my name off the list so they don't count me as a as a head that's gonna show up. He's not gonna be there per se, but that's okay. He will be there in the room where it happens. And before we let you go, we are gonna be joined in just a second after our next break uh, by Carter Hemrickson, your lone senior, honored on senior day, been a inte- integral part of your program for the past five seasons, yeah. Coach Driscoll. Yeah. Um, just leave us with that. What has Carter meant uh, to not just you, but the UNF community? Well, first of all, you know, it's the greatest statistical year that he's ever had. And coming out of his sophomore year when we won our last championship in 2019-20, he was playing with four other 1,000-plus point scores, and he actually led us in scoring. And then he was just like he was rolling during COVID. Then he hurt his ankle really bad. Then he was rolling last year. Then he got a concussion. Then he got Tommy John. And then he was, you know, he just had all these ebbs and flows and ebbs and flows. And physicality and, and mentally has always been something that's been very important to him. And to his credit, he never really went backward. And he had an opportunity to leave a couple times. You know, people were trying to poach him and, and, and get him to go to other schools and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's amazing how UNF and, and, and our culture and the family that surrounds the athletic department has really, really helped in all those situations as well, too. And Carter's, you know, his legacy is, is great on the floor, but, but within the department in and of itself and amongst the athletes, and then what he's done with people and the way in which he serves. I told this story the other day. People don't know, like during COVID, we only had one manager because nobody could be in your bubble and all that kind of stuff. And Carter was, was doing managerial things, um, uh, which is just another thing that allows people to understand that he's just a, a regular guy, he's just a normal dude, and he wants to just help. 
and he wants to make things better for everyone. And um, um, we'll obviously miss his talents on the floor. Uh, we've been very fortunate to plug and play. Um, a lot of guys like him that have the size and the skill set like him, but it takes time to develop, and you just hope as a coach that that is the right one, and you could go back through the years and see that what I'm talking about. And um, we think we have another one or two coming down the pike, uh, but we're going to sorely miss uh, uh, what he does and, and what a year he's had. So kudos to him, and uh, we're grateful uh, for, for what he's done for our men's basketball program. Yep, Osprey fans definitely have been treated to a good one. Coach, enjoy it tonight. Go get you a dub. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Swoop it up. Yeah, there he goes. Go. There he goes. You know, he's always locked in, even if he's not at the watch party. He he will be coaching on the sidelines. That is Matthew Driscoll, head coach of the UNF Ospreys. Let's say hi to Carter Hemrickson quick when we return on a Monday edition of XL Primetime. No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Well, the head coach has paid him a lot of love, and I know a lot of Osprey fans feel the exact same way. Let's welcome in Carter Hendrickson, who joins us now as the Ospreys get ready for the postseason. 134 games in a UNF uniform. Carter, has that has that sunk in yet? Uh, it definitely hasn't. I mean, it's it's been crazy. It's been a very fast five years, but I mean, I guess it's what you expect you no know, going into it, but it's been a great time. Carter, for you, walk us through Friday's emotional ceremony and then the fact that you go out and you drop 25 points. I know you you seemed a little surprised that the emotions, the waterworks, that they kind of kind of came came over you. Uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely got to me. I uh, I was doing my best to not you know shed a tear or anything, but I uh, after I got done at midcourt before the game, I looked over and saw my teammates, and it just it just hit me. But I covered up so no one could see me. <laughs> Hey, Carter, Matthew told us uh, about a couple weeks ago that you had a chance to leave and play for a bigger school a couple times. Um, what made you stay at UNF? Why did you stay there and, and, and explain that process? Well, Coach Driscoll himself, without a doubt. Him and the, the other great coaches that we have on staff and then my teammates as well. I, uh, you know, Coach Driscoll took the chance on me. He, was, he gave me my only Division One offer coming out of high school. And uh, I have goals. I have goals to win an ASUN championship here. And, you know, this being my last shot, that's still the goal. And uh, I think all of us, my teammates included, were just super bought into it. And I think we have a good opportunity to get started tonight. We're talking with Carter Hendrickson, uh, star of the UNF Ospreys. They will tip at seven tonight uh, up at Liberty Lynchburg as they take on Bellarmine. Uh, Let's just hit the game for a second. It's a team that you guys beat by a dozen the other night. You definitely had a big part of that. Um, What did you see and what do you like as far as uh, going against them again for the second time? Well, it definitely helps having played them, you know, three days ago or whatever it was. So, you know, that, that helps us with our preparation. We went through we went through the video, and uh, we did a little bit more scout, picked up on some more tendencies. So I think just being even more prepared for, what, for what's about to come tonight because once the tournament starts, it's a whole new ballgame. It's a new season for everybody. So we just got to be locked in and ready to go. Matthew joked with me um, on Wednesday, Carter, that Bellarmine is the type of team where – they can literally get up and down the floor without dribbling once. And you saw that on the opening possession. How difficult an assignment is that defensively, especially knowing now you got to do it twice in four days, essentially, but also you guys held their two super seniors there, you, if you may, on their side, Garrett Tipton and Justin Betts. You held them to 11 points total together. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not an easy task at all. I mean, you got to be extremely focused the whole game and locked in on a bunch of your guy because if you look away for a second, he's going to be, you know, backdoor cut to the rim for a layup. Um, just all the passing, too, it's just you just got to keep your head on a swivel at all times, just keep track of the ball and your man. And 
just be really communicate, really communicate with your teammates and uh, make sure that you can uh, get that stop in the possession. But uh, I think when you're guarding for so long and they get a, you know, maybe a naked layup at the end of the clock, you just got to make sure to keep your cool and understand like that stuff's going to happen throughout a game, but just to minimize mistakes is key. So Carter, I'm sure you know this. I like, I mean, shooting the ball is the great equalizer in the tournament and you guys are built for this. This is what you do beyond the arc. So how important is that moving forward right now? I mean, I think it's important. That's what we do. It's a, I mean, you said it's who we are. We have guys that shoot threes and make threes, and that's that's why we're here. Um, you know, Coach has us prepared for the game, and just for every game going forward, we're going to be fully prepared. And I think just going out and being confident in ourselves and who we are and just, and just get it done. I'm looking at Matthew Driscoll's record in February, Carter, and, and it kind of got me a little bit. He's close to 30 games over 500 in the month of February. So, Deshaun Matthew, just a little bit, what do, what do you see about him that changes as a coach during the season, particularly this time of the year? Well, I've never seen anyone with the undying belief that Coach Driscoll has. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. We could be in such a horrible spot in the uh, you know first half of the league in January. I think we were 3-6, and six, maybe even 3-7 and seven at one point. And it's just every day is the same. He brings the same energy and same enthusiasm and that same belief. And it just, it just keeps pouring into us as the players. And, uh, you know, even the rest of the staff, it just helps us understand, like, we can do this and we can accomplish what we want to do. Carter Hendrickson in North Florida take on Bellarmine tonight in the 7-8 game in the A-Sun Tournament, Queens and Florida Gulf Coast in the other. The winner of tonight's game gets number two Liberty on Tuesday. Carter, obviously, I know you're not looking ahead to tomorrow's potential game, but what is it like tournament time? You've now been through this process a couple of times where you got to go to maybe a neutral site, or at least in this year, it's definitely a neutral site. UNF and JU have hosted the last few years because of the COVID pandemic, and then you have such a quick turnaround. How do you manage all those uh, quick studies, quick preps that you have to do during tournament week? Well, you can't win a championship until you win the first game, so you're just going 1-0 every day, making sure that we understand what's, what's at hand, the day so like for tonight it's Bellarmine and we're all focused on Bellarmine and we we can't care at all about what's coming because it's all about tonight you got to win tonight before you can advance and uh, I think the coaching staff's done a great job obviously making sure we understand that and I think we're ready to go all right kick some tail that's what we're uh, wanting that's what uh, swoop nation out there is wanting uh, best of luck Carter and uh, you play tonight you play again like you said you got to start with the dub awesome thank you guys Good thank luck. you Carter there he goes Carter Henriksen fifth-year senior on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, which it was funny calling the game on Friday uh, uh-huh. between him and then Jose technically is actually in his fifth year of college basketball, but he does have another year of eligibility because no of COVID. Jose. So he will be back for a sixth year. And, and he's averaging a, a – Yeah, they're they're both. I mean, that I remember when we had Coach Driscoll on mm-hmm. like a month ago and we said to him, like, there's some nights where Carter drops 30 yeah. and there's some nights where Jose drops 30. Can't you get the two of them going together? And they're yeah. finally reaching that – Nice little, uh, saw, you know, the sweet spot where, uh, you know, it's nice when he can drop 14, he can drop 25, yeah. they get rolling. And it, it's been good to note, too, Jonathan Abar came back from the suspension from that fight from last Saturday against Austin P. He dropped 14 this yeah. past Friday, too, in his first game back. But that record for Matthew in February, pretty darn impressive. Like, the number is like 65 and 37. That's pretty dang good. Uh, and hopefully they can keep it rolling. Well, that's when everybody ratchets it up, man. That's yeah, yeah. That means you're winning games in the sun, uh, and and getting you know like they they're not in the tournament every single year, but they're getting you know them as he said well defined January. It was not good, 
And, yeah. and, and Matthew was still believing in them, and they turned the corner. They went 6-2 and two in They're the month of February. Those yeah. two losses were each by two points. Okay, so that's perfect. I mean, that's what we're talking about. And by the way, there probably should have been a foul called yeah. on that one game. No, there should have been a couple. That's, <laughs> listen, I, I won't say anything, but in talking to some people, like that 13 seconds before the block that turned into the melee on the floor, yeah. like there were about – Three or four intentional fouls <laughs> that could have been called, and we could have avoided a fight altogether. Yeah. But, you know, but those refs, man, swallow the whistle. Yep, they do it. Bring they it full circle. It. All right, we uh, wrap up our show. We get ready for the Francis Show coming up on XL Primetime. Hey, remember this? Little roller up along first, behind the back, it gets through Buckner, here comes Knight and the Mets win it! It's up to seven, hey. and eight, hey. he doesn't gotta make it! Unbelievable! 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 Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. On the tee, from Cypress, California, amateur Tiger Woods. Two months past his 16th birthday, Eldrick Tiger Woods teed off yesterday in the first round of the Los Angeles Open. And after his big drive on the first hole, Tiger Woods almost rolled in this putt for an eagle, then tapped in for a birdie, a remarkable start to what promises to be a remarkable career. I love it. Love the competition. I love competing against you know other players, especially when they're better than me. What a great, great quote from Tiger at 16 years. Last of age. time he ever said anyone was better than him. Yeah, yeah, and, and he and he'll go to the grave. He begrudgingly did it too. Yeah, yeah he'll he go to the grave. He was trying to be humble. It's okay. Yeah, you got to believe, and Earl put it in his head that he was the best uh, walking. Uh, that was all the way back in 1992. You may recognize that uh, older voice, uh, the great Dick Schapp, uh, which was, you know, he was a great storyteller, a great storyteller. And uh, obviously, Tiger, that's at Riviera, uh, and that's the places I told you guys the most professional starts. He wasn't even a pro then. He was just fresh-faced uh, and, and, and squeaky-sounding back then. Um, and here he is, 2023, uh, 30 years later. 31, still trying to figure out how to get around there. We'll see him in a few short weeks, you would think. Perhaps not here, uh, but just in a few weeks after that. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Uh, Please cue the soundbite, if you don't mind. That will be our open for the Embedded and Shredded. Mm-hmm. Hayes Carline, every time he, he joins Play us. It, and what a night. Play it if you dare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah, it, it, was, it was rich, huh? Oh, yeah. We had a great time. It was uh, met some some new wonderful friends. And, did, uh, did you lose your voice? I suppose. Because this is, <laughs> this is what it is. I just want to know if you're going to bring the tour and the, the hard rock and music to Indianapolis with you. We, you know, it's a you tradition. Roll. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> take it everywhere that, that we go. That's sort of standard operating procedure around here. Yeah. I tell you, I will never go to another concert again without this guy. That's right. Uh, Hayes. That's right. Will we you, had a blast. Will, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Will you go to a concert 
that you don't sit in the suites after last night? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun and um, magnificent facility. And, I mean, the hospitality was sensational. Class, yeah. yeah, it really was. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I grew up going to the edge in Jacksonville. And, you know, I mean, I... You know Nothing what I mean? Like, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a concert right? I want to go to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we're we're going. Yeah. So who, ha- uh, who hasn't been tossed out of the old Coliseum? Yeah, back exactly. In the day? So, uh, but yeah, it, it was awesome. We had a great time, and uh, Toto and Journey were fantastic, and it was a great crowd at the arena, and packed. whole lot of fun. Yeah, it was packed. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, just just a, you know, a little smidgen of, of sports. You guys are heading to the combine. That's right. Yeah, we're uh, we'll certainly. Uh, Break that down a lot today on the Frangie Show. Players were interested in seeing. Um, you know, obviously, Doug Peterson and Trent Balky are going to uh, meet with the media. And also, they'll do a uh, uh, a little scrum with uh, with the locals that, that have traveled. So uh, I've already you know, arranged to get them on the show. Nice. Yeah. yeah so uh, so that'll be <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, and certainly they'll join, uh, you know, they'll join us um for tomorrow's Frangie show. But yeah, just combine preview what we're looking for, what the Jaguars should be focusing in on. And uh, we also have a scholar athlete coming in, so we always enjoy that. So with Anthony Richardson, this is going to be a debate that we'll just keep having. I don't even know if it's a debate, but uh, he obviously can up his stock tremendously if he does everything well. But can he also hurt his stock tremendously if he doesn't do everything well? That's a great question. I'm assuming he's going to have one of the all-time great combines. Mm-hmm. So that is an interesting question. Like, what if, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. he doesn't have it? What right. if he pulls up in the 40 and so you can't get a time on that? And, you know, what? Yeah, I'm assuming uh, the arm power is going to be ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and if he's... If he's not accurate, I don't think you get knocked for that at this event because you're throwing to guys that you've never really worked with before. Um, so, I, I mean, I think it'd have to be really inaccurate to, to raise eyebrows. Uh, but it is a good question um, because, obviously, he is a traits prospect. Mm-hmm. And so you want us, this is the venue where he should be one of the – certainly in his position group, he should be – doing things that we really haven't seen mm-hmm. athletically at that position. So it's obviously he's going to be one of the big storylines, I think, nationally all week. All right. Well, you guys enjoy it. I know that I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of there. That's for sure. But you guys will be chopping it up today and then yeah. get ready for it tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank all you, right. guys. Take a playlist with you, Ace. Uh, I will do it. And you guys are leaving <laughs> tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, correct. We're on a 6.20 a.m. flight. All right. Yeah. So be there yeah. live Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, fly back early Friday morning. Yep. There it is. There's the plane. Uh, Hayes will be taking the Wonderlick on the way up. He's going to be living on the coffee machine. That's yeah, what he's going to yeah. be doing. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. He'll I, crush the Wonderlick. Are you kidding yeah. me? Oh, yeah. Look, Have you taken I a Wonderlick? Hey, listen. After last night, I am interested in seeing what he scores on the Wonderlick. I am. <laughs> Have I, you taken a Wonderlick before? Uh, that we, I've taken, like, portions of it. Never never okay. taken the whole thing. I took one in 2020. Yeah. I forget what score it. I got, but I think it was, like, it's halfway presentable. Maybe, I got, we'll, maybe we'll do that this week. Yeah, it wouldn't be, bit, it wouldn't be huh? bad, but I do need a window that I can open, and then I'm going to get Elaine, my friend, uh, to fill it out for me and then give it back all right. to me, and then I'll turn There's it in. There's food Just all don't over spill this. coffee on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we are out. we got the Frangie Show coming up next. Uh, congratulations again. JJ, if you haven't heard, round of applause. He proposed, and she said yeah, yes. Yeah, JJ. Which is just awesome. Congratulations, JJ and Blake. We are out. Joe C, MOB, me, O'Brien, Maddie Hayes. Big Surf. We'll talk to you manana.